Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Okay. Uh, welcome to episode. This is a hundred, folks. Um, long time coming. This uh, podcast started filming in December of 2018, released in January 2019. What's today? Uh, October 2020. So almost two years. We have brought in like the A squad. Everybody's <laughs> been here. Um, I, I'm just making stuff up. Th- these are all just people I like to talk to. So if anybody's found the theme of this podcast, it's just people I like to talk to. Some serious, some not serious. But we have. Um, you want to just go around and introduce yourselves? Can I introduce each of you? Okay, so we got Ryan Lee. He is the uh, might might be. Did you? I was gonna say the Podfather of the local scene, but he's a uh, podcast um, stories of gumption. Uh, we have Jared Burns, been on a couple times, and we've got Meg, who has been on Six. the most, <laughs> the most, I'm just going to say the most, I don't know how long you've been on. Um, so, I don't know, just just good friends. So, we're just going to shoot the shit for a couple hours, have some drinks, and celebrate 100. Woo! That's impressive, man. That's it. So, carry on. 100. That's a lot. Well, considering I tried to do the, the goal of mine is to do one a week, every week, and that would have been what, a hundred and four by the end of two years. But I didn't do any over COVID, so we've actually powered through like three months. We didn't do any mid March through June. You've done a ton lately. I've been cr- like almost two a week. I put up three. <laughs> well, actually, I just like. Today, and no one knows to, about them. I didn't to, know you had a to, today. Today, I actually got com, I got four co- commits for like I just keep re- reaching out to people, so it's good. And then I just got scheduled. So we're probably scheduled out to like was this 100 to 107, 108 right now. Scheduling podcast episodes can be the hardest part sometimes about having a a, a podcast for me because you you get on a roll and then you have this like almost like sales pipeline. Of, you know, like you got your pipeline, you're tracking your pipeline, you know that, you know, prospects are going to fall out of your pipeline, but you got to like keep it rolling. So you have somebody to go and when you get it going, you're good. But like you keep up with it. I fall out of it. A month goes by and I don't have any prospects just because I haven't stayed up on it. So the reason I put, I I schedule two people in a week sometimes is because based on the guest, what is their chance of flaking out? (laughs) I swear to God, I do this. This is what I'm talking about. So I no because yeah, this this is a real thing. So because I'm like so anal about having one a week, like if I know like one of you are coming on, I'm like there's a pretty good chance they'll be here. So I'll pair you up with somebody, or if there's two people that like, I'm not sure, I'll put two in a week, knowing one of them might flake out, but at least the other one won't, because the odds they both flake out is low. So like next a couple weeks from now, I actually have that. I have like two people. I'm like one of them could totally cancel on me, but at least I'll have one that week. So whoever gets published next week, we're going to know who you're talking about. I think super it's super flaky. I, I think it's two weeks out. I think this was the flaky potential. This one? Yeah. 
No. Oh, come on. No. Me? No. I'm not a flaker. I think no. collectively the four of us actually getting here. This was, this Speak had Speak for yourself. Actually, you want to know you want to know logistically. <laughs> I spend a lot of time here. You know what? You know what the logistics of this is trying to get us four together for the 100th episode. So I cuz I scheduled this like we had like 95, I think. Yeah, you had so to cram yeah. a bunch of episodes I in before four, this. I think three episodes or four episodes in before this one. This was scheduled. So I crammed them all in the last like week and a half. Yesterday was 99. But it's not even really a a hundred, because you have how many? All this is a hundred of, yeah. of like, this, but like, there's also like 270. Episodes. We have 70, me and Ellie. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so we're almost at a hundred there, but that will be. I mean, thir- if we do one a week, which we do, and we're not as consistent with that. That will take us into probably middle of next year to get to a hundred. We'll have a hundred next year at some point, probably May or June. I'll hit a hundred in like 2032. You're, I at, think. you're on pace. I'm on my, I'm on my <laughs> way. Consistency is the key, I think. Well, you're gonna run out of topics. So you're at three. You might have this make it for ten years. I have no topics. Everybody just at me. Just rant. I just talk. I can. So you have all the equipment and everything. I have a ton of equipment. Remember how we were talking about how I was making fun of Galen for buying a bunch of equipment? Yeah. And not doing anything with it. Mm. Come to my house. Okay. I literally, I literally have, I literally have a video mixer that can allow you to plug multiple cameras in, and you can change what video goes to the inputs, so that on demand you can actually curate your own video Music podcast video? yeah and i don't use it that's uh, awesome man how much you want for it <laughs> i'll you use might it just flip this right now i'm gonna Fuck. use it it's why don't gonna... you and i rent his equipment <laughs> it sounds like he's got the best equipment of the bunch it is i've got dslr cameras set up for this it's, it's insane so actually question for you what's i'm looking at flash do i need flash for a camera if i already have flash built on my camera what do you mean by flash like external literally flash, an external flash, flash. It depends on what you're doing. House I would never use on, on camera flash, though. It's horrible. On camera flash. Yeah. You know when you have your camera and you, and you click it and up. it pops up? Yeah. This is the worst thing you could possibly use. Okay, it's so, so I'm wondering. So I can get something that overrides that. Yeah, you, it's just a, a shoe-mounted flash is what they call it. Yeah. It goes right in the top, and then you can just position the flash wherever you want it that to is flash a good, That's of. a good investment to make. Depends on what you're. I mean, if house yes, for you it it is. Well, honestly, a better investment would be to buy some sort of a transmitter so that you can actually put a flash off your camera. So they make these little. You've got the tripods. They make little attachments so you can actually mount a flash to it. You can trigger the flash. The flash could be across the house. I did a I did a shoot once over in uh, at Bluff Point. In a house. Yeah, in one of those houses, and we lit we lit a kitchen. Um, so that we could kind of blow out the background, but you could still see the kitchen really well. And I think we had like three off-camera flashes, nothing on the camera. But it allows you to like, have you ever seen those photos where you're looking at something and it just looks like the light is incredibly bright from like the right side of the screen? That's how they do that. It's an off-camera flash. They trigger that while you take the photo. So all the light comes from this side. Mm -hmm. So like if you're in a super dark room, but there's light coming from the windows, but it's not enough, you could foreseeably put another flash over here. Against the window? compensate for it however you whatever direction you want you can you can completely it would overtake it. a sun like if sun was coming through here i could put a flash over there and that would depends like on the a, level of the sun but yeah i mean if you okay. if you're trying to overcompensate like bright sun the image is gonna look horrible because you're gonna have to pump your flash away too high it's just gonna look like a, a not a natural image at all i gotta do some research on this because i did i did a house photo the other day and some of them came out really good and some of them i hated and it was like there's something send, with the light. send me the photos and i can I can just look at him and tell you what you did right or wrong. I'll show him to you before you leave. Yeah. It'll literally take five seconds, five minutes. You can put my expertise five. to the test. 
Did you like learn these things before you guys had the business or? No, I learned completely on the fly. My, well, my wife, you guys all know her. Debbie was so pissed because she spent like two years training under people, like figuring out how to do things and learning how to do the camera. Like she's the type of person that has to read the entire manual and like go through the, the nitty gritty of everything. And I just kind of picked it up and, and got reasonably good at it. And she actually refused to teach me how to use the camera. She said, no, you have to suffer. You need to go through the work that I had to go through. And she made, this is no joke. We were living in Boston at the time. She made me take a in-person class at one of the colleges. Um, it was a whole weekend class that like walked through using the camera because she did not want to teach me. She said, I have to earn it myself. Oh, good for her. Yeah, That's cool though. That's it's- like a life skill you'll have forever. Or she could have just told me and we could have been fine and start making money earlier. <laughs> could have saved a weekend. <laughs> could have went on a trip. We'll, we'll cut this all out for so Debbie. But does, Debbie doesn't listen to this. That, that Debbie doesn't listen to anything no. I do. No. <laughs> I don't think Gina's ever listened to one of these podcasts. Maybe and, she has. And but. I wouldn't expect her to either. No. no. But no, yeah. So what did you even ask? You asked uh, how if I learned it before. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. So technically, we learned it before. Kind of learned it on the fly a little bit. But it's amazing if you... If this is your only source of income, yeah. you're going to devote a hell of a lot of time to figuring out how to make a camera work. Yeah. But was I that, mean, was that the only thing you guys did for a time? Yeah. It's all we did for like yeah. you guys six rolled, years. Though. You did everybody's. We came in and I think it was the business mind coupled with the fact that this area hadn't seen that transition to like senior portraits really like going full on the whole on location, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We came in and we, because we did weddings and everything, we kind of had to, in order to learn how to really do it properly, we had to actually go out and look at like the other people that were really successful and we started following them um, and learning what they did. And through that, we kind of learned how senior portraits worked. And so we followed a couple people out of the Texas area in the Midwest and down South, senior portraits you might as well be, you know, giving away your daughter's hand in marriage. Like it is a huge deal. So this girl that we followed down in Texas, she did this model program where literally like you, you called different people from different schools and they became like sales reps for you. And then you just gave them portraits. You just discounted your, your work. And then they sold for you. And the more they sold for you, the more they got the parents loved it because they didn't have to pay for what would have otherwise cost like a thousand dollars. And we loved it because it brought in like guaranteed 20 kids of school. So we went from, we moved back, did wedding portraits, didn't even think about senior portraits because we weren't even, it wasn't even on our radar yet to the next, I think we did two because some people asked, um, John Whiteman actually, you guys know John Whiteman? Yes. He, uh, Mountain Spirits Distilling, he had to, he had yep. to close it down. Yep. He was the first senior portraits we ever did. Oh, wow. It was on a barn over on, uh, Cumberland Head. It was really cool. Um, and he's the exact same dude back then as he is now. Yep. Um, yeah, he was like 17 and he would brought, he brought us into his garage to show us the beer that he was brewing. <laughs> yeah. But so, <laughs> Sounds we, like John. yeah, it is totally. So we went from that to the next year. Um, we did 70 senior portraits that summer. So we went from nobody knew who we were to the number one in the area. So I think it was just the business mindset though. So many people that get into an arts, an arts semi business. Um, they don't have that business background. How did you get the clients after doing it for a year? Like, what, what, what did you go from like zero to the top? Like it was that model program we had. So we had 
we had basically a couple hired all the hot people to you basically yeah like influence you, marketing you back ba- then yeah it's yeah. basically before it became a thing like we took the couple people that actually sought us out um, before we were doing it and we asked them hey is do you know anyone else in your school mm-hmm. and then we explained that and they're like yeah we know a couple girls here we know a couple girls there yeah. um, Debbie had to have a couple awkward conversations though because it was like how do you know my daughter and where who are you people this is kind of strange <laughs> so like the that initial yeah. year was kind of weird but once we got that set up it was just like we we didn't even have to look for them anymore like the girls just emailed us throughout this throughout the school year like i want to be the model next well, year right you do that with with rondak like you take like an art thing but how do you take art or how do you take a craftsman like a lot of people can do woodworking a lot of people can make art but then how do you get known or how do you sell it and how do you prove that you're better than someone else there's a lot behind it like you talk like the marketing or talking about like i guess just coming up with different products or getting really good at one product like how does that work with yours oh i love these conversations because i struggle with this all the time but there's i feel like you probably experienced this um, you probably experienced this every once in a while, but I'm Garbage? pointing as everybody's, everybody's li- like listening in and they're like, who the hell is he pointing at? But, uh, I was gonna say it probably the, applies more to Jared. Than well, us, but the, the dynamic of like a high crafted, high man hour, uh, product, mm-hmm. like, like there's so much more in a professionally done photo shoot than just standing there taking photos with the appropriate setup. Like all the work you do behind the scenes to make them look perfect after is stuff that people don't always think about. And with woodworking, it's the same thing. I mean, it's all the, all the extra steps that make it that handcrafted product versus the one you can just buy at the store. And without a trained eye, sometimes you can't even tell the difference, but, um, that's photos to it. T. Yeah, you can't tell the difference, right? Between mm. between a, a Jared and Debbie professionally done photo and someone who, well, especially with cameras now on phones becoming so good, putting a filter on it, and people think it's just as good, but it's not. We, it's we not were the really same lucky. thing. We got out before that happened. Yeah, like we, you could tell the difference, but it was more the perceived difference from from the consumer. They would. It's amazing, and not to get off your subject, it's amazing how many people would say, "Oh my gosh, that photo is amazing!" It's but it's their kid, you know. And we'd look at it and go, "This is the worst photo I've ever seen in my entire life. This is hideous." Yeah. So I'm sure you see that too. But oh yeah, yeah. It's you I mean you don't just like buy some screws at Lowe's and slap together some stuff and well, also like way. like my not, like constantly learning like different types of yeah. wood and what they're best suited for, how you can bring out the color in them. And <laughs> there's so many times, like somebody will ask me for a, a Adirondack chair. I'll tell them how much it costs. And then they're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> okay, well, like, why is that that much? And then I say, well, you want it out of cedar, right? And they're like, What's what was that? Why? Why do I want it out of cedar? And I'm like, well, because cedar has natural oils in it that's gonna allow you to leave that thing outside accidentally during a rainstorm, and it's not gonna break down on you. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, like that makes sense to me now. But most of the time, people are thinking I'm just going to Lowe's, uh, exactly, buying some two by fours and slapping shit together. I'm buying rough cut lumber from some dude at a lumber mill, milling it down to the size it needs to be, and then putting together something that's going to last a and, really long time. And I've done that with you, like milling it like wood down and yes. planing it down. It's a process. It's tedious, man. 
Like, it's fine if you're, like, drinking and, like, listening to Dave yeah. and just hanging out. But, like, <laughs> it's kind of what we do. We got both, we got all our fingers. But, like, it's, it's like, a slow process. You yep. just, like, keep feeding it through and, like, taking up, what, a quarter of an inch, if that? Not even. An inch. Not even. Sixteenth uh, of an inch. Like, it's, it's a minimal amount. On the boards we were doing, you want to do, like, a 30-second. Yeah. 30 second, yeah, because it's otherwise like you'll you'll overdo the the planer and it'll break or whatever. But you know, this it's, is what I struggle with is I don't do very much marketing, and I get a ton of people asking me for chairs all the time or or, or tables or whatever, and I love that stuff. I love it, but I really want to get into like the higher end, like epoxy river tables i bought all the shit to do it this winter i'm i'm ready to rock and roll i'm gonna do a river table that's awesome some cool stuff but i gotta figure out a way to sell it because i was thinking about maybe etsy or just i got a buddy that does it over in my hometown that i went to high school with and he seems to do really all he does he's just on facebook he seems to do he does river tables he's just started doing them like a year ago and he and now he's doing river tables for like local bars and stuff like yeah once he started doing them people people saw it and just said we, i've got to have this that's funny i i was i was like 75 percent of the way through building a website and then lauren my wife finds out that i'm making a website and she goes what the hell are you making a website for she's like you put one post up from uh, of an Adirondack chair you did and you get 10 people asking for one. She's like, you make a website, you're going to get that and then all the extra inquiries and now uh, you're not going to have time. You're going to lose the, the luster and the, the joy for it because Scarcity, it's overwhelming. Baby. Scarcity, baby. Yeah, Scarcity. She's always- like, you should make something. You should just say, you know what? I'm going to make this. Make it really well. Take awesome pictures of it. Post it once on your... Uh, Instagram and sell it for what you want. She's like, you'll get it, and don't go the don't go the full I, marketing route. Don't go the full website route. I, I, I think but, there are two options. You yeah. go that you go that route and establish a price and sell it. Or if you get so much inquiries about it, supply and demand, like double your rate. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's how it works. Like yeah, like there was a, I think this was last year. Someone sold the the most expensive piece of art in the world at the time. It was an. I, I kid you not. It was an aluminum bunny, and this guy sold it. I didn't see this. It was like this was last year. I think it was last year. You know, no, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. How much did it sell for? Take a guess. the The most expensive piece of art that has ever sold, and I think it was done by a living artist at the time. So this was a living. Like this I, is a living guy. Still, still living. living. I feel like I heard. So it's about probably this. the most expensive for someone that's living. For living. Okay. And it's it's a bunny. To go, it's, a, it's literally an aluminum bunny that's probably stands this this tall and it's round and has ears. What, like four feet or so? Maybe, yeah. maybe five. I, I, I think I, I saw this article. It was like... We might have to look this up. But I don't even know. Millions and millions. Was it, it was this. in the millions? Uh, 90 plus mil. 90? I, someone look this up. Most expensive... I, I'm looking it up. Aluminum bunny. I don't want to... We've got to fact check this. I think it was over $90 million. But the thing is, and the whole purpose, if I'm wrong, you say it's 70 mil. The whole purpose of it is how did that guy who made an aluminum bunny rabbit sell something for $90 million? It's the perception of his, right. his stuff. Like, I'm listening. Okay. We got a big, big uh, yay fan over here. Listen to Kanye West's interview. Guys, guys, all over the place. But, like, why does he sell 
uh, was it Yeezys? Am I, am I one of the cool kids now? Yes. Isn't that his Yeezys? Like, clothing line and everything? Sneakers. Sneakers. They're probably the same as any other sneaker. You probably made the same quality as like like his some name's attached generic. to it. His name's attached to it. So now you're charging hundreds of dollars for these shoes, and kids line up Jordans. Why are Jordans so popular? Just on Instagram, Gucci is selling ripped tights, which like you guys don't know, but this happens to every girl ever when they put tights on, okay. and they're 190 dollars and sold out. So it's just the idea that like that stuff oh is God. the same quality as if you bought something like if you bought this shirt, wow, and you bought that, but if it said like a Gucci name, am I right? What's, what's you find it? it? Holy shit! This is an NPR article. So it's like, so you can look it up. It's on NPR, but it's just called the piece of art was called Rabbit, and it it literally is. It's like a chrome aluminum bunny. It said ninety one million. Boom! Living it was sold insane. for more than ninety one million at Christie's in New York on. Yeah. This have you ever thought about that though? Like, have you paid attention to like, have you ever actually like dove into some like that art stuff where it's just like, how did these people end up getting popular? It's like someone down the line decides that this is the right art. They yeah. curate it, and then all of a sudden it's well, huge. Well, you talk about influencers. If you take that and you give it to, you give your art to famous people. If they post about it, all of a sudden right. you set your rates higher. If people know about it, it's it's all it's all it's demand for something. Like you take. Um, Take music, okay? Take someone that you see on like American Idol and like their voice is fantastic. And then you like listen to like a musician that's very popular that sells a lot of music and like they're really not that good at singing, Mm -hmm. but they positioned themselves or had agents or whatever that got them or marketing that got them to a certain level. So most people that spent like get a lot of money, they're phenomenal musicians. They're not the best. Some of the best musicians are in the subway, you know, and you but they had they haven't had their their break or whatever. But you look at them, they're all about the same. You know, I, I mean, there's probably some nuances, but it's just, like just the difference between some of these artists is that they have built up the demand for themselves. You look at some of these old school guys, like take like old rappers and R&B guys, like handing out mixtapes until yeah, they yeah. made it. Like you still see that today. Like, I remember one time I was in New York City, some guy's giving me a mixtape. I don't know who he is. He's probably a big name now, but this was 15, 20 yeah, was years Sir ago. Yeah, lot. Could have been. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you look at it's probably I'm, it's probably I'm old. It's probably well, it's probably MC. Holy shit, you met it's Miss, Sir Mixlaw. Oh my god, <laughs> my anaconda it D- don't. It was DMX. <laughs> I would love to meet DMX. Um, it sounds scary, actually. I don't know DMX, if I would like to meet DMX. He'd be yelling at me. Yeah. DMX uh, was it Rudolph? Did he sing Rudolph? Mm-hmm. DMX Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is a classic. It's he sings it like oh, the actual yes. just the Rudolph song. Dolph the yes. Red Note. Yeah, like he gets into <laughs> it's it. It's amazing. <laughs> like he actually like there's a, there's like a thug like Christmas channel. I guess you. What would you call it? It's a thug it Christmas in, channel. I know. I'm looking is at it. You, like, I know you is it basically Run DMC? It's like a lot of Run DMC. Yeah, yeah. Run DMC's on it. Yeah, yeah. They got Christmas. They've got the, the best Christmas yeah. stuff. Kanye, I love that. Kanye has one. It's Christmas in Harlem. Christmas in Harlem. Yeah, they're all in. I have the best Christmas playlist ever if you ever need and golf playlist yes and golf playlist. send right. this send this to me I will okay so so the meat <laughs> the meat and potatoes she dropped, her, she dropped her golf playlist when recently when we played oh my a God, quick we were round. playing with Bill and I was really trying to like I was like you know what whatever I'm like Bill knows me I'll play the playlist and then it's like she's looking at me she's like should I play like music Bill would like or should I just play music that I like? And I was like, you should probably play music that your boss likes. And yeah. she she played like one well, song and then she's like, 
fuck it, we're going the other way. And she's... <laughs> Wait, you mean you took you chant from Bill's music to your music? I oh have, yeah, like, very quickly. What, what is the Bill music? What's the genre that you I think he prefers? Like, like, he, he sounds like a James Taylor guy. I ended up putting like fun. Nice. That's a really sexy. And then I don't remember what I started out Nothing with, wrong but with then James I went Taylor. to our normal golf playlist, and I think it was like a Yin Yang Twins song <sighs> about like. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't WAP. <laughs> No. But it, but it was like on that level. Do what? I felt. I was like, wait, are we? What does that are we, mean? No, are it, we was, it was something about like wanting a girl with a little waist and a big behind, and we're, I was like, oh, I need to change this. Uh, maybe, poor yeah. Bill. So, I just yeah. remember I, we were like putting, and it's like blaring from the cart, and I'm like, I don't know, Bill's vibing this. <laughs> okay, so was this three people? Was there a fourth? Nicole. Nicole was oh, okay. there. Immediately yeah, right. next day, Meg got pulled into the office for a talk. <laughs> He's like, that was the best golf outing I've had. Honestly, Wait, I didn't care for the music, fun. but I shot my best round ever. So let's... How did you make this playlist? I need it now. <laughs> so seriously, Sorry, what, I took what kind of music is, is Bill into? I ended up putting just like a like a 70s, like the fun 70s music. Like Foreigner, basically. Um, I saw no. Foreigner open for Kid Rock. Fun fact: Foreigner open for Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. Isn't it back been, when Kid Rock was big? This is like three years ago, four, like, uh, five years ago. That oh, should have been that. the other way around. Yeah, Kid no, Rock. It was called the Cheap Date Tour. There's rig- <laughs> there's no reason for them to be on the same uh, on the same tour. It's a very strange it was matching. A, it was very strange. The guy from Foreigner was like out in the crowd, like standing up on something, like just rocking, and then uh, well, they're happy. They're still relevant. Basically, well, that's it. We went to. Uh, was it Google Goo Dolls? Who uh, vertical? No, um, vertical horizon. No, no, uh, collective soul. Yes, strange I concert. Stra- I don't know. Good music, but so, strange concerts. Yeah, we, we, we weren't even so, born. So imagine this: we went 94. to we went to okay, we went to we went to SPAC, and it was you, you me, yep. Gina, and Lauren. Yep. We went and. It rained. It was a Sunday night. The Google Miserable Dolls weather. Google Sunday night. Sunday night. Google Dolls were open. Were the headliner, Collective Soul, and who was in front of them? Was it a no name band? Yeah. Okay. So they go and they play. Like nobody's there. We're we're standing like in the lawn underneath the pavilion because it's uh, the the walk whatever yeah, one yeah. of them and it's raining. There's. Five people was, there. No. I was gonna say, was, was there was there over a thousand, two thousand? I would have given it. Just, I, I, I kind of I kind of want to say under a thousand, but I kind of think uh, that would be too I, low. I think I think the story's getting blown over a little bit. You I think, think too low or too I high? was gonna uh, too low, but I think for that venue spec, like it felt like a thousand. But I bet you it was like, I bet you it was like two or three thousand. It's a big but venue, it was, but it was Huge. spread out and so empty. I think they could it, fit like. Eight or nine thousand down. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say I think it's closer like to twenty t- if it's full capacity. Like, okay. like I felt like Goo Goo Dolls came out and they saw like the. <laughs> it was like playing the, that like a county and they were fair, like, like their first year in this plan. They're like, yeah, this it's been a while since it's been like this. So they did, <laughs> so, but this they, is the early they, days. And they like didn't they didn't really give it their all, but they no. played a good show. I felt I, they didn't like, take a yeah. break. They're they're set. They're not, they're not exactly high energy Dude, though. They're they're set. Was imagine playing like a band playing at the Strand. It was about the same set design. It was just like black right. with some boxes, They're and like, the drummer was like up like three feet playing on the drums, and uh, <laughs> with Johnny with Johnny uh, Rosinski or whatever his name Resnick, is, Resnick, yeah. Resnick, yeah. he's playing, and then I think John Krasinski. 
Um, John Resnick, and then uh, whatever the the bass player, I forgot his name. But they're just sitting there, just three of them, like Google Dolls. But they're Iris, name, you know, uh, slide. They're playing all the hits. You know that tour was that was the we are broke and we need to make some money (laughs) tour. It's also we get the headliner on Sunday night. It's back. That was also like (laughs) not during Labor Day. (laughs) They had some lights planned, you know, they did. But then they're like. Yeah, yeah, no. Turn down the lights. We're pack, saving money pack, tonight. Pack, we're not. We're not. We're I'm not, not running that bill. Pack up we're early not boys. running it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're we're, go, we're going out to uh, Darien or whatever they're going next. We're getting yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, on to Canandaigua. Let's go. Yeah, Canandaigua. It was it was a Sunday night, but it was the concert was good. There was nobody. I'm like, it took us like three minutes to get a beer. You like walked up, walked right in, grabbed beer, walked down. I was like, this is awesome. That I was mean, nice. It's never I, been that easy. It's no, not, God no. No matter what. So what is What's your first concert? Coheed and Cambria. Really? How was it? Really? It was probably pretty intense. Yeah, I was in what? I would have been. You would have been in wow, seventh grade. I was going to say middle school. Seventh grade, maybe. That's. I went it's down. A pretty with, heavy concert, right? You know, everybody says that, but like, I always thought of them as like similar to Rush. Canadian. They, they sound like Rush. The guy's got a real high voice. They do a lot of different like yeah. crazy stuff, but. They got their own thing, yeah. They're more, they're not much of a jam band, though, aren't they? More heavy metal. Um, how was the concert? It was okay. <laughs> That's gonna ten year old first con- first concert ever. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I okay. couldn't see over the guy in front of me, but it was it was all right. What about you? I feel like they used I, a Coheed and Cambria. They were song huge. for like the a, I remember the World songs. Series one year. They had, it was yeah. like a, promo they had a rock band song too. Yeah, it was back huge. in the day. Yeah, they were. They weren't. Like I don't know them very well, but I know who they I are. Mean, yeah, Meg does. It's okay, Meg. Do you know them? I think so. Okay. Um, my first concert that I remember, I think one I remember when I was like nine nine years old was um, Strange Folk, which is still one of my all time favorite bands. Played right at right at the uh, Memorial or not Memorial uh, Monument, right down here. Really? Mirror's Cup, like nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. Wow, it was great. And I actually I found it. If you go on online, I think it's archive.org. Is all these old like people upload old concerts, so you can go on and find a gazillion concerts, especially if you're like in the jam bands. You just go in, plug in the person. I found plenty of concerts. I I was actually in the stand or in the audience for, and you, you can actually, do a ton of concerts, li- though, right? Uh, fair amount. I like I love live music. Um, Strange Folk was probably my first one that I remember. I don't remember like my first like well known one. I think I went to Britney Spears as a kid. Nice. I think um, that sounded I, really creepy the way I said nice. I, but I don't. I don't remember the concert, so like I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm trying to. Th- that might have been it. I started going to more concerts like when I was like high school, like yeah. senior year, maybe on. But I saw like well, I've seen Dave. I love Dave. Dispatch. Um, Jack Johnson. I've seen like six times. So kind of like the jam bandy band kind of guys. Grateful Dead, 2009. The Dead. That was good. That must have been I've awesome. never seen fish. I would like to see fish, but I don't know if my lungs can handle it. <laughs> Just from all the excess, oh yeah, activity oh, yeah. inhalation for sure. Plattsburgh had a huge fish concert, '96 Clifford yeah. Ball. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a. They had the poster, I think, at uh, at the Turtle above the bar. Yeah, there's actually a documentary on that, and it's funny because I was watching it, and my father-in-law was like, "Oh, I was there. I was with uh, Mark. Uh, was it Mark?" Mark Berry was like the head guy for whatever it was, the bass back in the day. So he was helping put this thing on. So he went like backstage and he's like, yeah, I was at this concert. We f- we were watching just some random docu- uh, documentary on this. It was about an hour long and there's a scene 
of him literally leaning up like kind Your of dad. like my, my father-in-law behind oh, the scenes leaning like kind of like you know stage right kind of thing like up on the catwalk what do they had this he was just kind of sitting there watching and it was him you could definitely tell it was him and he's like yeah i was at that concert and, and he was showing it and of course he's like an old hippie but he at the time wasn't there he was i think with mark and i think he got invited like just go check it out and because it was kind of a big deal back then yeah and uh so was it on the base or yeah, was it at it was right the runway. State? It was right in oh, the runway. Right yeah, it was on the base. It's actually on the, uh, I think where the new, what at the new, it's where the, the, the airport, uh, is? airport is now. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was right there. And I think the reason they didn't want to have it there is because of all the debris. Because they, like planes can't take off. There's bottle caps and you know things like that. So they had to, I think that was one of the main concerns. Um, I want to get Mark Berry on here when he comes back up to town. I want to ask him about that. Like that was one of the reasons they didn't want to have it. But they still there. did it, obviously. They still did it. I think economic, like economically, it was probably a smart thing to do. But I was a young kid at the time, so I don't remember. What all. year was that? Ninety six, you said? It was ninety six. I was a kindergarten or well, something. Didn't the base? Didn't the base just close? Right. So they 95. were just basically like, okay, we got to do something. But, but I think because they couldn't actually land anything on it, I think one of the I, this is theory. Um, but I think because it was still considered a spot where you could land land planes in a space shuttle. Yeah. On it, that if there was Claim debris on the actual runway, they weren't allowed because it would be shot up into the uh, whatever the propeller motors, whatever I don't know, whatever it was it suck, would suck it up, damage something. So yeah, so they were concerned. Like, would they ever be able to clean it for the runway usage? Mm. That was a concern because obviously you have however many people you're talking tens of thousands of people there. Probably were they flying to- out in '96? I'm not from the area. Well, they, so they probably, I don't, no, I don't think I they, I don't think they were, this, but I think it was the idea. Like, if you had to land a space shuttle there, and all of a sudden you had all this, like, I mean, just these random. You had to be things. ready for an emergency landing. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so like, like at any moment, private private jets could could still you know well, land well, they, if they needed to for emergency reasons. But I think that's why 87. You can land on 87 mm-hmm. supposedly. That's why you have. Str- that's why you see those str- um, stretches with no trees and stuff down. Those little orange balls and mm-hmm. the whatever the, yep. the wires yep. above the highway and and Plattsburgh. Even to this day is like kind of like a safety net landing spot mm-hmm. if you're not able to go across international borders. Oh, like, like up oh, to Montreal? Shoot, like I need to land the plane because when we land in Canada, like we're going to have issues or vice versa. Yeah, Really? I had it, no idea. It's pretty legit. There's the the uh, I had the guy that did the ghost stories on here. Like some of the history of Plattsburgh, like he was telling me this has nothing to do oh, with Matt? the base. Matt, like there's some incredible history like in this area. He was telling me, like, down here, like, the water frontage of Plattsburgh was down to this iron gate down here. There's this old just sea- there's The lake old- was just higher? or No, there's an old seawall down there. This whole thing right here is garbage. Because people were told to just store your garbage. So it's like back, no this way. Was back, this was back in the day. They didn't, know, they didn't know any better. So they would start building this all up. So eventually they, they built it up to develop it. But a lot of the, the main fill of this was old garbage people used to just dump. They had to get rid of the garbage. So they just would, like, pool it into there. So you would think about where the tracks are. You would never have the tracks come inland, right? So if you take the tracks, go all the way down to pretty much down to the city, it follows the Hudson River all the way down. So Port Kent, you're talking about uh, Port Henry, all these train stops down the way are on the water. Right. So why does Plattsburgh cut cut in like this and then go back out? Because the water came up. He said the mouth of the Saranac is actually about half the size of what it used to be. So like like literally right on the other side there, it came all the way over to here. There's a seawall out by the... uh, Railroad crossing here, which I've never seen it, but I want to go check it out. He says there's overgrown stuff over it now, but you can go down there. That's huh. the original seawall of Plattsburgh. He knows That's so crazy. much stuff. Yeah. And he said there was probably like seven or eight presidents that came through this building. Oh, yeah, probably. And he said one of them, I forgot which one he told me, did a big speech across the way. It was a huge hotel. It was a four-story. Taft. 
was it I Taft it was that did Taft. it? He did a big because it's that apartment building now, right? Yeah, but it was four stories. It was a really prestigious oh, it was hotel, bigger. and that's where all the presidents would stay when they came. So one of them gave a huge speech out on the veranda or whatever you call it on the balcony he said there was one speech that was given here that had like thousands of people out in the streets so it was kind of like a big stop i don't know if it was a campaign thing or whatever but um yeah a lot of them came through here like late 1800s this was 1886 so late mm. 1800s early 1900s well a fair amount of presents summered up here they would come up here for what like a month or a few weeks and they'd summer up here and then they go to the, the old hotel wasn't bluff point a lot of them played bluff point yep Babe Ruth supposedly played Bluff Point. My, we, um, so Bob at my office, his oldest client who passed away a couple of years ago, caddied for Babe Ruth at Bluff Point. Wow. Babe Ruth on number 17 coming down the fairway. He Was took it the a, same layout? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was the same layout. No, no, there's one, there's one tweak that, um, I think I mentioned to you guys before on number, on number nine, the oh. tee box for number nine actually used to be to the right of number eight's green. And that's why when you look at the, when you look at number nine now, it kind of seems kind of funky that the apron goes off to the right. It's because the apron used to come directly towards the tee box. Now it goes to the right because they move the green to the left. But anyway, so he was caddying for Babe Ruth and he said on number 17, he pulled out, <clears throat> excuse me, a driver, which was like, you know, a stick with a, a tiny clump of wood on the end of it at that time. And he hit what his, kind of wood? Uh, Just kidding. Cherry. It was. It was definitely cedar. It was. It was not cedar. It was. Too, big ma- that's big too mahog- soft. Mahogany yes. club. Yeah. It was mahogany. Um, he hit his drive past that second mound. Think about where we drive on that hole. Like maybe to the willow tree. That second mound is a good seventy-five same yards. T- same tee box. Same tee box. Same exact spot. Same exact location. To pass the second mound. Yeah, he was only like 150 yards out going into the green. Sorry, I, I saw a video. Well, this is just for baseball players. There's Jesus, a video. How, how many yards is that? I don't know, like 400? He must have hit something right. Holy shit. <laughs> so have you seen um, Kyle Berkshire? Berkshire? Is it Berkshire? He's a reigning world long drive champion. He's like oh, 25 which years one old. It? Long, long hair. The long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've been following him on Instagram. Some of the, I mean, he's a good, he's a stick too. He's a good golfer, and he will sit there and show you like golf holes he plays. So he's like, yeah, I played this three hundred and eighty something yard hole, four iron about two fifty, landed it, stuck his like wedge from like one twenty five, like just this little like. So he's got good game too. Oh yeah, he's a. He's Did a, he play in college? Well, um, I don't know. I gotta do do some research, but like he slows down his swing, and you see a swing, it is insane how much speed that kid generates. I think his club head speed is like one hundred and fifty miles an hour. And his ball speed's like over 200. Like, I mean, not over 200. It's like 250. It's insane. That's Bryson God. shit. That's more than I, Bryson. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, you saw Bryson's recent post that's making social so, media go crazy. Okay, Is this the one about Meg, him gaining weight? This? The gaining weight one or another one? Okay. Meg, Bryson DeChambeau mm-hmm. just posted a photo of his launch monitor practicing oh, and prepping for the for the Masters. Well, you did or didn't? I mm-hmm. sent it to you. And no? So... So Bryson, you, you know who I'm talking Oh, yeah, about? yeah, no, yeah. I did see the launch monitor. He That's right. flew the golf ball oh my God. over 400 yards. It landed over 400 yards. So he's like the first time, like ready for the Masters, like let's go. It's like. Did you see the video I showed you the other day of him screaming? He's like, 208, 208. And he gets up and just like, he's like, and he just goes and rips it. He's like a power lifter. He must have did this like on, the, on a public course because people are like watching him. And he just, like, 208 uh, ball speed, which is insane. That's nuts. And so 
this is my thing. I had Alec uh, Adnahan the other day. He called it my hot take. I think Bryson wins by ten at the Masters. That's he's the favorite. Too, that's not he's even the, a hot take. That's he's like the, a, I'll put money down on that right now. <laughs> that Bryson wins or Bryson wins by ten. I will bet against the ten. I, I'll I give think you, Bryson, depending on the course is set up, will hit twenty under par, and let the chips fall as they may. You think he'll hit twenty yes, under par? I do. Depending how the course plays, is it 2007 Zach Johnson? He wins at plus one, or Tiger won at what 13 under last year? Yes. Tiger won at 13. I think if it's set up the same as last year, Bryson shoots 20 under. Relative to a lot of the the Masters courses they play, though, it's short. Masters is short. Yes. Think about every par five. He will have no more than probably an eight or a seven iron into. Wow. Two and his and two his eight thirteen and are, fifteen. They're, he hits his stock seven iron. 205, right? Yes, 205. So if he's hitting these par fives, he's, <laughs> driving, he's driving the ball three. It's crazy. There's no, there's no par five at Augusta over 600 that I know of. So he's going to drive the ball 350 to 360 minimum because now he's sitting there. He wants to be 10 to 15 pounds heavier at the Masters than he was at the US Open. How do you gain that? How is he not being tested for like... You can, you can do it. Okay, it, okay. It, it, back, back up. Did you see, it, did you see, thick, like, did you see Thick Boy GT over quarantine? I did see Thick I got Boy the, GT. I went from 160... I went from one... 60 in January to what was it May what to 211. Like, oh, you got up to 211? Thick. Fueled yeah. by Stewart's ice cream. ice cream. No, oh, relax. I had ice more cream. than Stewart's. I mean, I had that almost every night. He calls it heavy thi- cream in his coffee. He calls it thick no, I boy. We call any. it flabby boy, but that's, you know, yeah, but, different but, structure, but different I was thi- now I'm down 20 pounds from that. Yoked. I haven't done the thing. I was yoked. But you can do it. That was and, and I didn't start I'm cool still. And I didn't start putting do wop. I didn't start putting weight on until March. <laughs> so in two months I went up probably thirty something pounds. How? Yeah, that's ice cream. No, 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 it's not. You, you between lifting and just eating, you can do it. That's some berry bonds shit. You yeah, can do it. That's a trip to Mexico. Do it. I think I, if you challenged anybody, be like, all right, you have to put 30 pounds on this month. Oh, I could do that. Anybody could. Yeah, I just eat ice cream. I no, would melt it's, it's ice hard, cream and drink it. you think. I'm really good at that. <laughs> it's harder than you think. But so what I was doing was I was- Genetics, man. Like whole milk, protein shakes, like car- I was doing mass gainer shakes. So you'd literally like put it into- Gina must have hated you. No, it was great. I no, put, I put. I'm not talking about that. No, I no, it wasn't that bad. I, I was I was regular, but not crazy. I swear, I was good. So like, you put the protein shakes in with milk, and you shake it up. We couldn't. It'd be like that. it'd be like eight nine hundred calories in a shake. So I'd have like a couple of those a day, and like I was I was eating probably thirty five to four thousand calories. It wasn't anything crazy. Like I I've, I used to eat five years ago. I tried to do the same thing, and I ate way more, and got up to one eighty nine. That's as high as I could get. Did you get a net benefit from this? Because did I get a net benefit? Yeah, yeah, he's got heart disease now. Oh, no, like a net no. benefit. Usually it's like, oh, I'm gaining weight because then when I well, trim out, there was a net benefit. Oh, yeah, I, of muscle. So, okay, How so much this, muscle this, did you see what I'm saying? This, yeah, yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was the but, whole thing. This whole story seems like you were just like, watch how fat I can get. And then, <laughs> no, because and then you're like, watch how quick I can get skinny no, again. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I'm going like, on the biggest it loser. It wasn't like I got, I wasn't fat. I, I just had gained, like you gained some body fat, but like I had just gained a lot of like size and strength. You did get and, pretty big. But the thing, okay. So I'm put, not saying that. So to put it, I, put that put it in rude. perspective. No, 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 I know I'm what you're saying. So put it in perspective. Like it was all good. So now if I, I look it. at it, if I, okay. So I know I suck at golf, but I hit the ball longer this year than I ever have in my life. 
So yeah. I kind of did like a very amateur Bryson thing. Like I went from probably like 240 max on my drive. I hit one drive this year, 350. Granted, slightly down. I don't think we're ever going to stop hearing this story. You it's also not. bought this a new driver. 256. This might be the sixth time I've heard this, three, this 356 story. 356. Greenside but, bunker. Greenside bunker. Got <laughs> up and did not get down. Got down in two. Par. But you bought you bought a new driver. Technology plays a, a factor too. A little bit. And I, but I, you I had think a driver from like when you were in high school. I, I had more. I had more. Before. Two, I had more 280 yard plus. I'm going 280. I can't go okay. 280 right. yard drives or more this year than they ever have. Granted, I also had a ton of bad shots, but we don't count those. But um, but if had I had I had I done what I planned to do because I kind of stopped a little early, that I, I would have. I'll do it again. I'll be fine. I would I would have gained probably 160 to probably like 180. I would probably gain 20 pounds of muscle. What are you right now? But, about 190. To your credit, you were talking about some of the stats of the weight you were moving around at oh, yeah. home, and like they was serious. So you were gaining muscle. That's oh, for sure. I, yes, I no, I got stronger for sure, and everything. Like it wasn't just I didn't just get fat. Like I got strong, and then it yeah. was just a matter of like had I like I was fine. Yeah, I would been. That's fine. all I do. I get stronger, it, and then I don't gain any. I still you, look like a yeah, shrimp. but you got it. You got to like <laughs> yeah, but it depends on what you're eating. Like you have to eat. Like that's why you're like people are like shitting on Bryson. Jared, you, Jared you, has a sensitive belly. You have to eat. Yeah, a lot I of, can't eat that stuff. <laughs> like it, my like, toilet you bowl probably would can't. explode. You, that's the price you pay, man. I, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. It depends what you're eating, though. Like, what are you eating? You, I, you're like eating the, ice, ice cream. cream. No, no. Th- what do you think? That amount of like eating. That like, amount of dairy on a regular basis. Eating, like, oh boy. D- that was probably the well. I had whole milk. I think milk, I'm lactose like, intolerant. Whole, whole, I'm. I would become further lactose intolerant. I don't know if it's possible. Dude, I got. I just got like, like strong thick. Like you wouldn't have looked at you. Like looked at me and be like thick with two Ks. Oh, three Ks. So it was easily. Th- I got all three. It's it's C's. Everybody. <laughs> we're all dads. We're yeah, we're dads. dads. <laughs> I, I was thinking thick. We'll, was, we'll 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 bring you into the club. It's okay. It's T H I C K, minus the K. Add two Cs. Um, yes. Okay, but back back to Bryson. Bryson wins by ten. This is my theory. Every par five, he's going to have no less than a seven iron, seven iron into. Worst case, if he misses, hits the club and it goes somewhere where he has to punch out, he's hooking it down and he's on the green in three anyway. So it doesn't matter. He's going to have potentially. You don't think Bryson's going to blow up because he's no. he's set up as the person to win no six he's got 16 par fives he's gonna have probably an eagle putt on 12 i would say 10 of them can easily he's gonna have a birdie putt and probably 14 of them is tiger in contention no tiger will be I think Tiger will be in the top ten. I, I don't, yeah, think, he'll be, say, I I don't think, think he'll be playing my, for anything. I'm on thinking Sunday. Tiger's like six to ten. He's it's not like blasphemy to say that out but, loud. But but, but, the, but the thing is, I don't. He think, doesn't have it right now. He doesn't. He's. I think Bryson steps on the tee on Sunday, up seven or eight strokes. I think it's to be worse than the U.S. Over JT. JT's great. I want I'm JT. Big JT win. fan. Huge JT fan. But uh, no, I think DJ's DJ's going to be right up on there too. DJ though. will be there. Uh, John Rahm's playing. DJ really well. did he caught COVID and then he just stopped he golfing? Is he? Well, he had to quarantine. I know, but I haven't he- heard anything about him anymore. I mean, he's got to be golfing. You, you win the FedEx Cup. Like, do you have to really play for a while? No, because they're starting. They're starting to come back around. Like, yeah, but his father-in-law is like, get the back on the course. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had a hell of a year. He I, he was hot there for about four weeks. He was amazing. Nobody could touch him. He would have won every round had John Rahm not made a 80-footer over. How amazing. Made a Ryan Lee putt from the back of the fairway, or back of the green. Two minutes after, was, DJ just good. made like almost the same putt. Yeah. 
just to bring it to a to yeah. a plan. So it was kind of karma, but I don't. Bryson shoots twenty under is my guess. I think that's too far. I think Bryson runs away. Bryson, you don't think that they're going to set up that course to be hard? I think they're going to set up that course to be really hard it, because it's we haven't had golf in harder months. than harder than Wingfoot. And Bryson like was the only one under par by six strokes. Like that's a lot. I I think Bryson. That's a good point. I think Bryson wins by more at Augusta than he does at Wingfoot. Yeah, but I think it's like eight nine if he if he does eight 20, nine strokes twenty under. Tiger won, at, like Tiger the, won at 13 last year. Yeah, but the course wasn't set up that hard last year. He was the the second place. Who was in second place? I think they were like 11 under. Yeah. Who, who was it? They're usually around 10 under. That's usually the win at the Masters. It's all about that. I mean, Zach Johnson was the only outlier, and that was 2007. He shot one over. And he like wedged his way around the course. Like That mm-hmm. was the only time I remember them shooting over par at the Masters. And they purposely that the year winner tried to make par. it. They tried to lengthen it and make it harder. Yeah, that but year. don't you think that that's what you know? Augusta's going to see what they did at Wingfoot and said it was such amazing, interesting golf for the course to set up that hard that they're not going to do what they can to set up the course a little harder. They could. It's not going to be harder than Wingfoot, right? But, but but even even if it is, if if Bryson shot six under at Wingfoot, he's shooting at least ten under at Augusta. How there was a couple holes at Wingfoot he couldn't reach in two on the par true. fives. He's reaching every par five in two. Should he hit it somewhere where he has a shot to the green? Doesn't have to be like that's in a lot fairway. of faith in his short game, though. His short game still has to be on. He's point. one of the best putters in the world. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, Bryson. Bryson right now is the favorite by quite a bit. He's plus seven fifty. Plus wow. seven fifty. I think. Holy. I think uh, Rom is like plus eleven or twelve hundred. Do you think Rom's in top three at the end of it? Mm, no, I don't think he has. Uh, I no. think I think he's going to be another five to ten or six to tenth. He's not going to be top five. I think he'll be just out. Tony Finau. Tony Finau's getting seventh, guaranteed. Ricky Fowler's getting eighth ninth. or ninth. Yeah. Won't win. Won't win. But, but they'll make a ton of money. Oh, yeah. They just clean up. Kevin Kissner. The Kiz. What's maybe. his odds? What's his odds? I know. The, the checkers. Honestly, I look. Noah's a really good odd that actually plays well. Is, uh, is it Lanko Griffin? Lanko Griffin? Have you ever heard of him? Name. No. He's got like really bad odds, but he's not a bad golfer. He was on the leaderboard last week. Is that just odds to finish, though? Not odds no, to no, place? No, no, uh, Trevor, no. Trevor Immelman is like plus 10,000. Like, that's the worst. Like, a lot of the old Masters guys are ten, plus 10,000. Um, like, Phil's plus 6,000 something. Tiger's plus like 1,800 to win. Repeat. It's not, not bad. Bryson's the only one under 1,000. He's at plus 750. So, I don't mm-hmm. know how the Vegas odds are, but I think, I think he wins by. I said by 10 strokes. That's crazy. So he's going to be 20 under and he's going to win by 10 strokes. Yeah, the next guy will get 10, 11. I mean, around 10. I mean, if, if he's, I think Bryson gets to 20, next guy's right around 10, maybe 11, 12, but it's, it's a runaway. We're what, two weeks away from? I'm yeah, pumped. Two weeks away today. I'm so pumped. Jeff Stitt texted me the other day. He goes, Am I the only one that's jacked up for the Masters right now? Did he text you that too? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the picture. I heard there's, there's some pictures that have been coming out already of, of the course. That there's that there's like it's all like orange foliage and stuff. Well, it's different. That's it. I was gonna say it's not. You're six months away from when it normally is. I'm so pumped. I'm, I think I'm more pumped for this Masters than ever. Because like oh. the last major sporting event of the year. And, th- and then the next right? major is the Masters. Is after that is the Masters again. Because they're not canceling it, right? They're just right. rolling right in. Well, that's the plan. Well, the plan is that the whole schedule is is ready next year can't wait golf has done one of the best jobs in regards to COVID. well think about how many think about the number of people that they actually have to monitor though it's not that much for golf yeah relative to like an entire league 
Yeah. No, it makes sense. I thought you meant per, per tour stop. Golf might be one of my favorite conversations that go on for hours and hours, but I can't help but look across the table and... I love sports. I just don't give a shit about anybody's stats or like who got COVID, who's, you know, sprained their wrist. I just, I don't care. I'll watch the sports when they're on. Are you going to watch, you watch the Masters? Yeah, I watch, I, I like watching sports. who are sports. you rooting for? I don't, I don't care. She you wants a good, she wants a good match. I just want, I want Bryson yeah, on the 80. Just, My wife want, doesn't watch any golf. She thinks it's the most boring thing in the world yeah, except for the Masters. She really? loves watching. Gina won't watch it. The Masters. Because it's just, you know it's always it? exciting. Yeah, it it's is. always exciting. You know as who long watches as it's a good match, Crew I don't care. Loves it. Crew loves it. That's great. Dude, I'm on such a European tour kick right now. You know what? You know what happened the <laughs> other day? There was a the European tour kick. That might Dude, be the funniest thing Dude, I've ever heard come out of Saturday your Saturday morning European tour. I'm all in. We we sit there play play cars on the carpet, just hang out, have a cup of coffee, and watch European tour golf. He loves it. He cried the other day when Gene tried to put it on at the French Open. Gene's a tennis person. I'm a golf person. She's not watching. Um, not MLS. What is what is the women's EPL? English women's Premier League. So- no, the no. the U.S. Soccer League. We want we. I mean, we watch every minute of the Women's World Cup every year. But, but I'm the same. No, I watch the, all the men's World Cup. I don't watch. I don't watch like soccer. The women's World. soccer league is on on like Saturdays. I've caught a couple games. Oh really? I don't know why. It's well, just English on. Premier League is a huge Saturday morning yeah, thing. Yeah, it's I, Saturday morning. But I, I just don't watch it. Like I don't follow soccer. I play a lot of soccer. I don't follow. I never really follow soccer. But European Tour Golf, man. The good thing about European Tour Golf. They hit the shots. They don't give you all the pre stuff walking up to it. It's just like guy hits, flash to this guy, he hits, flash to this guy, he hits. So you're just seeing guys hit shots. I love it. There's not a lot of like in between stuff. The mm. camera work is really good in the European tour. Mm. I'm telling you, it's 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 amazing. They play these I, courses and it's like I couldn't care less. Dude, the, I'm in the, I, I am in the European tour. Like I'm so in on European tour stuff right now. I need names. I mean, I know there's good names in the European like tour. Like Lee Westwood but, plays a lot. But I need big names. I don't like Ian Poulter at all. Fun fact about Ian Poulter, 2003, I met him in our hotel when he was like, I did the math. He was like 23 or 24 at the time. Offered to give us tickets to the next day. We already had tickets like to go to the PGA. And he was he was sitting there like, oh, you guys want some tickets? And he was like chitting chat, chit-chatting with us. Chitting he was chat. Chitting and chatting. Because he had just come on the scene. Like nobody knew who he was. And he had like the hair and the weird clothes and stuff. And um, young dude, he was like. Did he have a visor on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not in the hotel room, but yeah, he was he was a super nice guy. He was chill. He just like you know shot the shit with us. He was literally gonna give us free tickets to go. He goes, "Hey, I got tickets. You guys want to go tomorrow? Do you have tickets for tomorrow?" He goes, wow. I'm just gonna give you these. Yeah, because he had some for family or friends or whatever. And he was like, me and my buddy were just we were like 12 years old, 13 years old. It was awesome. We got, where was we this? In our hotel room. So no, we, well, I know that. Oh, where Rochester. Was, Rochester. It was Oak Hill. We lucked out because we just like randomly got this hotel. We like showed up and all of a sudden we look and it had all these, I don't know if they were Escalades at the time. They were like with the decal of, of Oak Hill's little acorn. And we're looking at it like, oh, they must have like some people staying here, whatever. Thinking like it was more like staff. And sure enough, we started seeing like guys like dressed as golfers walking out. A couple guys had their bags like they leave in the hotel, their rooms at night and the, the caddy will bring to the room. Uh, we had Mike Weir in our uh, hotel. We had... Um, Ian Poulter, Mark Kalkovecchia. That was the year Mike Weir won the Masters, too. Really? He won like three months before. So we, we met him, uh, Patrick Harrington. It was it was pretty cool. Like, just to sit there in the lobby and just see these guys going in and out of the hotel room, and they'd stop and chat with you. Because it's not, I mean, they don't care. That, they're done right. the round at that point. And I was like 13, so they could, like, get a bunch of kids that wanted to talk to you. They're like, oh, yeah, they're all in. So it was cool. But Ian Poulter, good dude. 2009, maybe? Uh, same exact thing happened to me in Saratoga with Dave Matthews Band. 
Not Dave. Tell me the story. I know. Tell me Dave, the story. Dave does his own thing when he goes to Saratoga. But um, this was cool because I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan. I didn't know you were. Would you claim yourself as a bigger Dave fan than, <coughs> excuse me, than Galen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm, I'm like <coughs> Dave Slave. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so we go to the concert. We go to the, you know, we do this back thing and everybody, oh, you know, Dave, woo, you know, and then we're all freaking tired as shit and we go back to our hotel and um, we were in that, that first, I think it's the Hilton. You first come into Saratoga. Uh, On the left there? Yeah. Yeah. Like the real big, nice hotel. And um, my buddy's dad had gotten us like this room because of like his, they're like a painting contractor and they just done a bunch of work for them. So we got a bunch of free rooms or whatever. And so we're all getting back to the, to the uh, hotel. We're in the parking lot. And similarly to your story of like all the escalades showing up with the logos, you're like, wait, what is that? There's like, except these are massive tour buses and you're like, wow, that's a really big RV. You know, (laughs) like what's up with that? How old were you at the time? Uh, 2009 yeah so I was like uh, 19 20 I don't know um, <clears throat> huge huge Dave fan but uh, I, I, uh, I'm I looking and I, I was playing drums a lot at the time so like really my my biggest fandom was Carter Beaufort their drummer mm-hmm. and so um, you're a drummer right isn't that I know you play guitar too but you're a drummer primarily right yeah, I was originally. Yeah, I haven't played drums in a while. Uh, I still have two kicks kits at the house, but holy cow! Yeah, they're in the 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 garage. Wow! But uh, start a band, guys. What the heck are we doing? But um, anyhow, long story short, uh, you think no one listens to my podcast? Imagine my band. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing back there? He's I hear making, like he's making me um, okay. Um, so, um. Long story short, buses start showing up, you know, different band members start filing out, you know, Boyd Tinsley, Stefan, you know, the violinist pops out, says hi to people. And then the uh, Stefan Lassard comes out, he's the bassist, everybody's like, oh, Stefan, you know. And of course, my favorite, Carter Beaufort, the drummer, he pops out of his bus and everybody's just like swarming around this guy. And he's just like, no, no, everybody stop, relax, I will take my time and meet every single one of you. And we were like, holy shit. So I still have a photo. It's on my Facebook page of uh, me hanging out with, with Carter. That's so cool. He's, That's awesome. He's a fucking man. So I've got a really embarrassing story about meeting someone. So we, do you guys know who Brett Denon is? He's kind of an obscure name. If you go to, <laughs> this is sad. If you go to shop, if you shop for food at Hannaford, you'll hear his songs on the Hannaford radio every once in a oh while. My. What's his name? Brett Denon. Super redheaded guy. My, we were we were kind of into him back in like, oh, let's see. I don't know, like 2010. We liked him a lot. Um, kind of folksy guy. Um, so we went to a concert over at Higher Ground. And literally for like 20 bucks, you could pay to meet the artist prior to the show. And we were what like, What would you Whoa. say is like, sorry, go ahead. Just. It's gonna... it's like it's like it's not jam band. It's it's kind of like Dave, but not real. It's without the jam band sti- style. Like it's I, I mean it's folksy. It's just adult alternative. But um, 
so anyway, we're we're at higher ground, and you have to wait, and, then, and everybody each each group of people goes in and uh, gets to meet with him one on one, and so we're we're waiting. We finally go in, and we're so we're sitting at well, you know, at higher ground. You, you oh have, yeah, right when you walk into the the main the main room, so the one that's right next to the ticket booth, right to the left, that's where the bar is. Yep. So we're just sitting at the bar waiting to come out. He comes out, walks right up to us. And I just look at him in the face, and my mouth opens, and I don't say a word the entire time. <laughs> my wife, <laughs> my wife sits there, and it's like having normal conversations. He's like, "Yeah, so you know where are you guys from?" And I'm like, "Uh," and my wife's like, from Plattsburgh. And I'm like, "I'm not even like a huge fan of this guy. Like, I like his music, and that's it." And I'm Who, just who's like, this guy? "I have, you know, Brett Denon." If you've ever, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No, he's got on. he's got some pretty cool music. His I don't like this his more recent stuff. Um, but so we're sitting there, and I I literally don't say. I think maybe I make like two noises, like uh huh, and that might be the only thing I say for a solid four and a half minutes of conversation. Yeah, what? there he is, right there. He's got some cool songs. Wait, what? Let me see this guy. He's a cool dude. He looks like a mixture of like he's a William. He's a, What's it, Macy? He's a strange looking dude. Willie Macy and the kid from Stuart Little. Yeah, he's a strange looking dude. <laughs> is this it? Is this new stuff though? If this it's is new, old. I, oh old. no, this is good. Two thousand five. This, yeah, this is, is this is his good. This is actually this is a pretty good album. He's like a bad looking Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> Ed is, is that, a bad looking. Is that Ed possible? Uh, is it possible to be more? That, that's my. <laughs> that's the joke. Yes, he's. But yeah, person. so that was my awkward. You know how like people say they're starstruck. Like you, like people, like I don't know what I would do when I was around someone who's like I find it. famous. I fully experienced what it's like to be starstruck. I don't, I didn't even know that, that it was going to happen. I literally wouldn't pick him out of a crowd. Literally, well, because I knew who I knew who he was. Yeah. obviously. I was going to his concert. I paid money to see him in a concert, and I sat there and just dumbfounded with my mouth wide open. And then so our buddies who live down in North Carolina, they had saw, they paid for the same thing. Um, they went to a concert. They talked to him. They're like, so what did you guys talk about? I was like, you know. Not much. <laughs> They're like, well, uh, why? I was like, I didn't say two words. I literally didn't say two words. Have you ever been starstruck? Mm, no. I mean, I haven't like just casually run into somebody like that, though. I don't think I've ever... The closest I came to casually running into someone that was somewhat known... That's great. I love Carter. Carter's like one of my favorite. We always talk about this. Like if, if I could be as happy as Carter doing something every day of my life, like I want to be that happy with whatever I choose to do. Well, I'll tell Gina you're going to try to get your pro card then. That would actually make me really happy. That would make you incredibly um, happy. It would infuriate you. Are you kidding me? No, he'd no, love it. He'd love, love every it. second of it. I'd love it. Oh, I'd love it. That's one of those things where even if it's if miserable, you had to be a pro anything, I'd be a golfer. pro golfer without a doubt. It's not even there's not even a close if you second. Could, if you could tell me I could be pro at anything, be the best at anything, I would still pick golf. Yes, maybe football, but probably golf. Golf, not even close. I would not want to play football. It's think a about your second. think about your career of golf. Like think about the longevity of golf. I would take golf all day long. Me too, for sure. It wouldn't even be. It would not even be a close second. There's not one other sport you could be like. Oh, about this sport? I'm like no, not even close. It's also one of the few. We're calling it a sport, but few. It's a sport. Sports. It's a sport where, when you're practicing your craft, you're literally well, like chilling and like you're swinging. relaxing. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not. Think of, you're not running sprints think, think or about, like. But think about except unless you're Rory. Yeah, but think about golf in terms of just golf, like in general. If you take a sport, if you're if you're Tom Brady, how often do you just get to like play football with people? Never. When you're a pro golfer, like you can go to like your 
the yeah, golf course use, and someone can play with you and you're just going to like and you can it dial up. it back like you have the ability to dial it back to play it to the people that you're and playing people are going to be like oh my god he's the greatest ever like tom brady when does tom brady get this like do we get to see him in full effect you don't if you play with a golfer you can see exactly what they're doing like you can go see bryson like play around a golf right now or tagger in his prime when are you going to step on the field with a pro athlete and say, okay, oh, you Tom, mean, you're like, going to go after game be, speed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they can play every course at however they want to play it. You don't get that effect in any other sport. Like baseball, like unless you're like on the field in a game with these guys, you can't, but you could be in a foursome with one of these pros and just be blown away. There's a, there's, a, there's like a different, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be batting against. Right. You're Clayton never going to be in competition with any of these people with the exception of if you ended up in some sort of but you but you never have the opportunity so like pro ams you can like you never have pro am football games like tom brady's like just throwing remember pros versus joes on spike tv no remember they oh you guys don't remember that i I vaguely remember that remember the xfl yeah no this was just like it was just like average joe people that would that would challenge like pros to their sport and one was football where it was like can you take a tackle by a professional football player oh oh it was hideous imagine Oh my, I, I can't even describe how painful it looked. Pros, Meg, versus, what, pros what versus Joe's was great. What, Meg, what would you be? Pro, if you could pick anything. Figure skater? Honestly, if I could pick any like skill, not necessarily a sport, but if I could like just, if I could sing well, I think that would be great. Because I can't. You know what I think? I feel you, like and if, I feel like I that's feel like something that's you could use all the time. Singing? You know what I think? And you can I, entertain so many people. You know what I thought you were going to say? Something regarding like house flipping or something but that's not like it's a skill you're the greatest house flipper ever like that'd be me saying like i don't that doesn't uh. so does that not count no like if i I was to say i want to be the greatest if i want to be the greatest realtor ever would that count the same as being the best singer would you want that lifestyle though because if you're the greatest realtor ever you're not you're selling houses i want to be the greatest golfer ever yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like golf. I think that's why like, we gravitate to sport because it's. I just didn't think you like singing. I thought you would like. I don't because I'm bad at it. If I was good at it, maybe you, I would enjoy it more. I mean, if I could be like a could play guitar and sing real well, that'd be cool. I would that's still pick I mean. golf. You could just like. I would still pick golf. Still yes. pick golf. Yeah. But if yeah, yeah if you brought like, in music as, to it. No offense, but like women's sports are not like it's not cool to be. You said it, not us. Uh, whatever. I'm a girl. <laughs> I can say it. There's no women's football. There's I, I do there en- is. LGPA I do, is I do like enjoy lame. women's tennis. I do enjoy. Yeah, yeah women's tennis. I'm a big women's tennis fan. Yeah, but otherwise, no. Like, that would be a, no. I, yeah, no. like women's basketball, I don't care for. Most sports for a girl, if you play in college, that's all you got. Yeah, yeah. there's really no. There is another level, but it's not. Typically, women's bas- women's basketball is probably the not closest really. you're going to You can go able- to a professional, like a women's, like Bill Bill's daughter plays soccer and they go watch. Um, yeah, what is that the league? annoying one. Is that, is that what you're talking about? The professional women's league yeah. in the U.S.? Orlando something. Bill's daughter plays oh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. She, oh. They went to watch it. Oh. But Bill was like, I think maybe a quarter of the stadium was full. And it was like the biggest names in women's soccer that you could possibly see. Right. I mean, it wasn't like... Yeah, there's a lot the of championship big, yeah. or anything, but but it's still a lot of big names. Same thing. Well, when we yeah, but you think when we went to uh, did you go to that the women's World Cup? Lauren did. That's Lauren probably did. the biggest. I mean, well, in, we in went up to Montreal and watched. Um, is they played a yeah, Germany I mean, in the still, semifinal. It was like fifty plus thousand. But that's it once was insane. Every it was so four cool. Years. Yeah, that, and it's and, great if you can. Like, if I if I could be an Olympian, cool. But like, I just. What about an Olympic gymnast? No. See, like. But you guys pick golf because Shot it's like you can do that for the rest of your life. There's no Olympic sport you can do your entire life. 
curling. Unless like. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, uh, curling. Well, curling. Yeah, but I was thinking the gun thing. Biathlon. Oh, biathlon. But you still have to do the. But, rest but of yeah, I think so. Here's no, no, no. But they have. <laughs> so here's the other thing that the I think the, <laughs> the point that we're getting to is that it's a sport that's also universally recognized. That a lot of people are going to say, "Wow, like when this you're person is the best at that sport." Yes. When you're so a men's it, professional golfer, you're far more well, likely to be recognized. Yes. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get Being it. Being a professional women's athlete, like yeah, you might be like a D-list celebrity at best. You know what I mean? But, but it's, it's, a, like, it's a lot of progress. A lot of progress been made in, like, in recent years, though, with women's soccer and women's soccer hockey. Is, soccer especially. Women's hockey. hockey has, yeah, women's hockey. Yeah. They yeah. just got like a huge uh, change in like salaries. Like their salaries are yeah. much more, I hope much closer. I don't know what they are, but it it's the unfortunate. It should be the same. Right. But, but the difference, the difference not. right now is you, you're talking about, it's a it's a slightly different sport, you know. More often than not, the men's sport is sometimes faster or more aggressive, or the things that Americans gravitate towards. Yeah. Plus, you're talking about a depending on the sport. I mean, if it's I don't I don't think women's football would ever really take off, but you know, most sports you're talking about a fifty to sixty to seventy year head start, where every culture is just this is what I'm used to. Yeah. I watch this sport. That sport has evolved over time. They have deep rooted. Um, you know, you're rooted with the, the team that you like, the players that you like. It's going to take a long time for, a, it's essentially like a new sport. Well, women's sports, like the two, in. the two things I get, like I get more excited when we watch, like I love watching women's tennis. Like I get more excited when Serena's playing than I do if like, like uh, Djokovic is playing. Like we, like we actually like watched like the U.S. Open. We watched almost all of Serena's but matches. But Serena's also she's like the biggest name ever in tennis. Like when yeah. you think tennis, you think of her. So yeah, but that's the thing. Like, but if, also in tennis, I'm not if, watching like, two guys I don't know who are playing. Like I'm watching Federer or Nadal or Djokovic, yeah. and that's it. And I'm watching Serena. Same thing. Like golf's the only sport I think I'd watch like the no names. But if you watch, take like an individual, even like sports, like football. I don't watch football on the weekends. Like I very rarely watch football. I do because I'm a huge Pats fan. But well, I love I love the Giants. I'm but, sorry. Like, Recently, it's oh, been rough. This sucks, but hey, yeah. I'm not complaining. We've had 20 year good runs. So true. Yeah. Well, now you know it's just Brady, right? I think because that, that's Brady was, right now. The Bucks, but it is a lot to do with Brady. But um, we don't have to go down that road. But the uh, but even like I don't watch a lot of like sports unless it's a big game for this. Like I love that's the way I love way Giants football. Is. I love Notre Dame football. But like I don't, I can't sit down and watch it as much. Like big games, I'll watch it. Where I find like individual sports, I'll watch that person if they're in a tournament. Same with golf. Like you tune into like tournaments the bigger names are in like the 3m right. 3m versus like the memorial watch the memorial right and then that's Natural. the thing is if it's like a if it's like a typically a kind of a shitty tournament but if there's a couple of big names in it and be like oh i'm a little more excited to watch this thing that's kind of the way i am i can't just watch if it's a bunch of well, like european tour i don't watch european tour because it's not i need a couple of big names to get excited about yeah. i love golf but well, i agree like you don't get, like, like it as the much biggest as names do, like tommy think. fleetwood but i, I st- like tommy fleetwood but I still he like just t- as a Choke well, artist. Especially now when you can follow people on Instagram or whatever and you get to know What's them Instagram? A little... oh my yeah, God. He's not on Instagram. The amount of times I'm like, I'm going to send Jarrett. Ah, never mind. I'm just saying, you I'll, get to I'll know be better. I literally show it to you at PPC more. in the yeah, morning. I'm like, hey, check these like 10 videos I've saved my this version. week. I got to catch you up from a week's <laughs> yes. worth of content. Did I show you the Instagram? I'm like, oh no, I sent it to Ryan, not Jarrett. <laughs> Honestly, don't even post anything. Just create an account. So I have accounts. I have accounts. And it's a great tag. Why wouldn't you use that more? PB, what is it? Peberg Burns. I would P-Berg love Burns. to have that be my so, handle. So buy it from him. He's going to flip a radio thing to Ryan. $30,000. Well yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I think. 
I tagged you in a lot of stuff. Did you? I'll have to check it tournament, out. So. I don't even have it on my phone. I gotta, oh I gotta God. install it. The thing is, when you, when you, <laughs> so Reese, Reese, just install it, and we'll give you like five golf comedy things to follow. All right, I'll do that. So I can just send it to you. It's you can so see fun. it. Is it? I'll send you. I will send you. <laughs> She's the queen of sending you just random. All right, do it. Dumb it's gonna stuff. be super entertaining. You need to, you need to download the app and okay. have it on. You don't need little notifications. Just check it every now and then. Okay. And I will send you. You will love Instagram. So you, right. won't, you won't follow eighty. Oh Am I going to waste the, my life on this thing? Yes. You won't follow eighty like percent of what she sends you. Is that even you? No. That doesn't even look yeah, like that's you. me. Oh yeah. That's down in Florida. That's down in New Smyrna. That's a great place. We had, we had this condo down there that literally you like got a you. Great pick. Come on. You walk dude. out. Of, you walk out of this condo and you can see the so entire beach. You walk down these stairs and it's literally like. There's two smaller condos that when you're up in the condo, you can see over them. So you can still see the water and the beach and everything. You walk down in this amazing little wooden pathway that leads all the way down to the beach. And it's just palm trees and palm bushes like lining the whole thing. That's such a, we haven't been there in three years. That's such a cool spot. Thanks. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Seriously, you were supposed to go to France. Oh, were you? France and Ireland. Plus, we were supposed to go to... And we were where supposed were we? to go Alabama? to Alabama. Uh, no, where were we? Florida. Uh, we were going Florida to Florida right? for a long weekend golf. Yeah, trip. with uh, Jim and Chris. Jim Kapaska and Chris Renadet. Yeah, and that got. We were holding on. We were holding on hope for like, we, like we were like week to week at that point. Like, should we cancel? Should we cancel? What's, what's the chance we can do like Beth Page or something? We're doing that. Year? No, there's no chance. Ne- we're no, doing but I'm that. saying next year. Oh uh, shit! I mean, in some, yes, in our lifetime, yes. Like in our lifetime, I'd like to go to Scotland too and play those. But like play, play, from, the, play from the tips. We oh, I'll shoot like a hundred. Where? where uh, Who cares? You have to. No, that's what Beth I'm saying. Page? You got to say you got to play Beth play Beth Page Black and then from the play tips. Play from the tips. The tips. Oh, no, absolutely. That's I'll one shoot, thing. Do you I have think, do you think there's a chance it. we could? I haven't been out. on a lot of. This would be tough for you and I this year. To what? And I mean you actually. While it'll be easier for me because I've already. I already. You're my son is it. three months old now, yeah. so I'm. By the time I start playing golf, when kid, is yours? Yours due? When is your kid? It's already no. Done. It's already it's done. back in July. It's already yeah, my done. son's. My, You're right. He's he's he <laughs> when was is yours due? He was in the <laughs> oven long enough. He's Jan- out. <laughs> Janu- January. January. Okay. You're what? May. April. Uh, April. April. I'm I'm planning for May. Like yeah. in August, like an August match. Yeah. No. I'm I'm down. By the way, 2024 Ryder Cup. Hell yeah. Beth Page. I'm I'm just putting in people's ears because I'm going to this. You already said you you go. Mm-hmm. You just get you literally get to dress up in all USA colors and just act like a fool for a weekend. Was, that would be so much fun. It's like I think, went to watch. Um, like, I went to Bay Hill to watch the Arnold Palmer tournament one time. I had a lot of fun. Oh, I was that my aunt and uncle. Awesome. The pros are so good. I've never been to. Dude, I, I can't wait to go to a tournament. So the other thing done. is, do we go to Hartford next year in uh, June? Yeah, I think so. I think we can make Saturday, that Saturday, Sunday. I think we can make that happen. Hartford, it, it is it's four hours tops away. We go down long weekend. You go down on a Friday. You play golf somewhere. You get there Friday, and then you watch the weekend. Yeah, no, I like that. Or because they get a bunch of huge names that come to that I, tournament I read you too. The list. Yeah, the list is insane. Phil played this year. Well, this then, year's this year's tournament was a little skewed yeah. though because what normally the weekend before it's the weekend after the u.s open yeah so this year it got a ton of bigger names than it normally but but 2019's list was still uh a really good list and there, of there's, there's been a couple times where i think brooks won the u.s open and he played in it the next week still he's still committed to play of all people that's surprising yeah he didn't cancel he hates golf lauren and i are setting up a schedule of weekends where 
we're on baby duty. The other person gets to go do something fun. Okay, and so and so I think I already told I'm, I just give me my weekends. I got a quota. I'm I gonna. Th- I think. Do you I want? Think this is, what she's gonna get to go do. She's going to a couple weddings with her friends. I'm gonna stay home with the baby. What it, odds it, will you give me? Like dad, weekends so are fun. That this it this schedule. <laughs> we're not messing this up. This schedule is blown up within five weeks. What odds Possible. would you give me? I, I'm kind of worried to answer that. Yeah. What schedule is blown? My schedule? Yeah. Your your planned out schedule is blown oh, up. Oh, his within, planned out? Or yeah. Just within, talking about like COVID f- for next year? No. Oh, within oh, five weeks. Oh, unexpected, uh, non-knowing dad stuff. Like I've uh, never done it before. Yeah. No, you it's should possible. be You should be fine. Planning is great. No, Ryan, everything's fine. It'll be good. Yeah, no, like if you if you plan around it, like there's times I have the kids and Gina's like, I'm going for a long weekend for something. I'm like, that's fine. Like you watch the kids. Like it's it's not as, I don't find it as bad because like I've had the kids plenty of times from like morning to night where like Gina left early in the morning it's, and I was there and like, but they're in such a routine. You just. It's different when you know it's going to happen. Like I, Debbie has gone on some trips with, like Debbie went on a trip when Kate was only, so it's my second kid. Kate was only three weeks old, um, so it was pretty early, wow, and that's yeah, that's absolutely. when you're like, I'm not gonna lie, you don't you do a lot, but you don't do a lot. Like, just trust me. <laughs> oh, when you start doing bottles and stuff, yeah. So, but it was, but there's a huge difference between like getting home and knowing that like if you if you need to if you need to take over because you're already exhausted, or if you prior know that all right, today's just that's it. It's just kids all day. It's so much easier when you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I find it that way, at least. No, I agree. I, I, I just think that the, the hardest thing is if your kid's still bottle, like bottle feeding or not. Like Our kids all like breastfed. but like when Yeah, my, ours too. But then when you had to bottle feed, which is fine, and then when they're off of that and you can just give like now, it's like, we want oh, it's juice, you want water, you want... like It's so much easier. Yeah, because I, I mean, you pretty much do everything now. I mean, besides like wanting mom, you pretty much can do the same thing she can do at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and sometimes they get attached more. But like when you first start out, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Like really Jean is. was very good. Like I never woke up in the middle of the night to get the kids. She yeah, was like, no, I'd rather me. get up and go feed them in their room. That's why I've heard. Yeah. I've, 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 I've heard that from the moment she goes into labor through the first like six months, it's the most useless you'll ever feel in your life because you want to help, but there's only so much yeah. you can do. Except your <laughs> uselessness because it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, you like, really can't. I mean, you could do. But, I mean, you could be the person the, to get up and like grab. I mean, I, I have I have some friends who literally like their like his wife is pissed. Like, if I'm gonna get up, then you're gonna get up. So go grab the. I'm baby fine with that. Me. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. But if like logistically. It doesn't, yeah. So I, I can't do certain things that maybe my wife can, right? What are you but, talking about, but, Ryan? You know, I I'm got, just saying. Got, you got nipples, can't you milk me, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you saying. Know you, could, you know, you can milk a cat. Milk I'm just cat. saying. I'm I'm dreading a moment, the, you know, where it's like, oh, we're out. The, we're out, and it's two a.m. and it's my night, but I have to. Well, like not I, wake you you, up you won't ever be out. No, trust so, me. Like <laughs> you I, won't I, ever be out. I told there Gina, like I will get up and go get the kid and bring him back. And Poor she's Meg. just like, no, because the problem. Sorry, but the thing is, like, she was like, well, why would you? These get are up real concerns. If like she wants to go like in the bedroom and feed the kid, because like, kids have always slept. They've never slept in our bed or a room. They've always slept in a crib. So yeah, we would. That, have to- by the way, that's really good advice. Like nobody ever tells you this. Like. Just put your kid in the crib Night and one. let your kid fall asleep in the crib. 
from from I, night one. And, okay, and, and full full disclosure, the first three nights you won't sleep because you'll be like, are they breathing? Are they breathing? Are they awake? And then finally, you're just like second kid. You're like, I don't know. They're fine. It's, Usually by like two weeks in, about a weekend when you're just sleep deprived. Second kid like, is fine. Second kid is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot different. But literally, put your kid in the crib. You're gonna freak out because you're gonna Cru- be like, are they okay? Are they breathing? But crew slept one night in our room, hated it. Next night in his crib, Oakland night first night in her crib. Yep. I mean, they've never slept in a room. Because then you don't get into a situation down the road where you're like trying to wean your kid off of sleeping in your bed or next to your and bed. And they never wanted to. Like they that. always want to go right into your they room. Just because they just want to go to bed in their crib because yeah. it's their bed because they already yeah. figured it out. And that's their room. Yeah. Dude, that's. I mean, you can do whatever. I, I we know just fr- set up the crib. But I know friends and that. And the whole baby room this past weekend. It's very I, saw, I saw a video. I don't know where I yeah. saw it. I saw How? The, you don't have Instagram. I saw Facebook? It? Was it no. on Facebook? I saw, the, Facebook? I saw the dogs rocking on the chair. Oh, okay. Yes, and the yeah. dogs are in the chair. Yeah. There's a little confusion about who the Who's, baby room whose is Whose room for. is it for? Yeah, 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 yeah I saw yeah. that video. So this is and also We bought too. that really nice recliner because we're both anticipating the night where, you know, you, you got to take as care of As long as she's comfortable. Yeah. Her comfort doesn't matter. Trust me. Okay. As the, long as she's mo- comfortable in whatever the chair is. The, comfort the, matters to me. The, the yeah. most, Trust me, it doesn't. The, mo- <laughs> the most sleep-deprived I was was actually in the hospital. Really? Yeah. When oh. I got home, I was fine, dude, because, and I went back to work like in two days. So it was like, I was yeah. like, unfortunately, I was like back to my schedule. Like I, there's no maternity leave like in my business. So it was like, we just kind of kept going back, but it was uh, our paternity, paternity, leave? paternity, leave. paternity, you can leave. call it maternity leave for men, whatever it is. So, but whatever it was. So whatever. like I was so tired in the hospital. And when I got home, I got in a rhythm again. I was like, fine. Cause the thing is yeah, the, you the, do, yeah. the one word of advice, this kid does not go from being born to running. They sit around. It for, takes like, time. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, like I always thought, like, oh my god, I have a kid. Like, it, you get a kid, and then you're sitting, like, well, what do I, do I do? I have to do anything because you're just sleeping. Holding. So you just okay, hold them, rock them, or just put them in, like, put them in, like, one of those little, like, I don't know, carriage swings, whatever. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, those, but uh, like you, it's not like it's not place. like you're gonna be launched into like kids running around. Like I, that's like I was an idiot when kids were born. I was like, oh my god, like what's like they don't do anything. So you sit there, and then eventually. They slowly start moving. Like they don't just like start walking. They just like you'll see them progress into walking over months. More than yeah, it's more like than a months. year. How how old is your oldest, Jared? Four and a half. Four and a half. Wow. Almost five. He'll be five in January. Wow. He's in like kindergarten, pre K. He's in pre K right now. Wow. Dude is awesome. He talks back. It's great. It's like, so wonderful. Like. <laughs> oh yeah talks back like, <laughs> like no like screw this, you dad or like, like i'm i'm fortunately i've done a good a enough job that he hasn't said screw you to me <laughs> yeah but no yeah you can have like conversations with him and everything and like it's it's great that's awesome. he's got his own personality and everything he says some of the funniest stuff you'll ever hear come out of it you don't expect the stuff that they say to come out of their mouth kids say the darnest things it's hilarious minus the bill cosby part right too please soon. too soon <laughs> meg would you like to switch topics we just gave you enough birth control for a well, lifetime. No, we talked me, about Dave. we've talked about kids. We've talked about individual golf players and their statistics. I think we're batting a thousand with the stuff that Meg doesn't like to talk about. Have you given much attention on your podcast to like the success you had with this thing though? That's what I wanted Seriously. to ask. So well, Meg we, Yeah, we haven't talked about the tournament at all. Meg crushed it on the match. MVP. Go go ahead, Matt. Make get, lead most, us in. Most valuable person. Th- this was also going to be the recap of the tournament podcast, so we're now at a good, healthy spot. We can do this. Okay. So well, where do we start? As an outsider looking in, Meg did all the work. 
No, I'm kidding. Well, Jer- J- Galen no, no, no. did a lot. We said, no, we Galen did a lot of work. But to it be seemed fair, like Meg 60, did a lot 70, of work. 70-30. And you did an awesome Galen job. Galen did a lot of work. What, what you, I, was what, in, I was in the office witnessing some of I that. think, I'd say 60 to 70% is what you did. Yeah. Yeah, 60-40. I was with yeah, you a few probably, times, Galen, when you were like scheduling tea times and that took a little coordination. I, I did all You were doing a lot of... I did more of the golfing. I did the handicaps. I did the matches. Setting up the rules, setting up the matches. Scorecards. Well, you helped with the scorecards, but it was like figuring out like where to give strokes. That's a lot of work too. Attending Zoom meetings. The tea times. A lot of that stuff we did... Meg did like a lot of like the event portion of it. I did a lot of the that golf portion hard. of it. As somebody who who used to so, be a fundraiser for like a nonprofit and doing like that stuff, that's hard work. So but that's what I'm. That's what I like. I miss. Like I miss that because I used to do that at Balcor for a living. And yeah, you did. Garbage doesn't really give me that, you know. So it's nice. It's nice well, that I have ADKYP to to have that outlet. But you helped us out last year for the tournament too. Slightly. Um, you yeah. wore the greatest outfit of all time. You I literally just, bought your a, own caddy outfit. Yeah. Circa Masters. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Remember that. It's yeah. amazing. She was basically going to go. I was so mad that I missed that. It's ready for another year. I was like, well, damn it. I didn't get to wear it. I, I couldn't we could, pick teams this year. So. We, should, we should do like periodic bets throughout the year where we can have like a mini tournament like that where we have a caddy and we just do like I would bets. love to do like just a mini two one. next year. Yeah. Two tournaments? Yes. We did not discuss this on the. What if golf we did? Committee. What if we did like challenges, like just like a in the middle of year, someone can just challenge a someone. FedEx Cup playoff, like a, just like, like yeah, it's literally like all right, I'm 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 Ryan, it's me and you, heads up, we'll get some caddies, and uh, you got to give me ten strokes or whatever it is. Ten strokes probably a lot, but. So, and then that's when we or, or we so do like a lot other of people. Things. So we only only, but we we went from two people to sixteen people, which is a huge jump. But we had uh, yeah. a lot of people that wanted to participate that either couldn't that weekend, um, or didn't even we, know about we it. We filled up or found about out about it after the fact. Yeah. Or if you're my dad, your daughter asks you four times and you say you're too old. It's all right. You and then you it. find out who how cool it was and how fun it was, and then and you're bummed that it. you didn't play. Yeah, and then. Then use the excuse so, that you're too old for ADKYP. So we, we have What to, is your take on how it turned out? Because for me, I thought it was a success. A success I, great success. I, we've discussed this. I think I was 80% very excited about the tournament. There's just a few things that we want to change for next year. Yeah. I, be I would, a little bit more organized on. I would say 80% with 20%, we can easily fix. Yeah most of that with some like and i don't really want to go into detail too much on certain things but like one of the things that we were very poor at this year um was fundraising we raised like we raised our goal but i don't i think we raised our goal thanks to the hail mary hail mary from bill yeah but even getting the like we hit our goal but I think we were gifted the goal of what we wanted to hit. I don't think we really earned no, the goal because I'll, I'm the first one to admit, like our biggest person that probably actually generated the most was Adam. Adam Scarf absolutely was VIP Gen- like, fundraiser. Like I could, we could have each said like, well, I got someone that donated more than what he donated, but from a collective, like the amount of people that donated, he was the best. And he was just a player that honestly, like we ran into in the parking lot and I just had him on yesterday. Like he loves it. And the thing is, Every single person that played, because we we were kind of up in the air on a couple people. Like, how would they get into it? Every player 
that got into it. People that didn't think, like I give Jeff Stitt a bunch of crap, but like Jeff is a gamer. Like Jeff loved it. Yeah. There's certain guys like Alec um, Adnaha was like in it for moment one was like, I'm in golf. Like, like, so we had some Forrest Edwards was in it. Like there's some guys that were just, you know, Adam Scarf. Like they, they were just really into Meg Strong. Meg Strong, the greatest trash talker out of 16 players was <laughs> Meg Strong. And it wasn't even close. The amount of trash talk that girl has. She's so cool. And half of it was directed at me. Yes. Well, she, <laughs> I think she mentally got in Jared's head by the second hole, and Jared was just crushed. Yes. Uh, but I think from a tournament standpoint... I've had, I've had people ask that we do like a more competitive round and then like a more fun round, like a... Like a different tournament? Group A, group B. Like flights? Yes. Um, Inside where, the like, same tournament? Where like the lower handicaps play on Saturday and the higher caps play Sunday or something along those lines, which it would be very stressful, not going to lie. But if we were to break it up and do two separate... Well, we have the numbers if we wanted to do that. We definitely could get a second team, no question. Well, or a, so a second... Four, so my, yeah, four teams. My, my only concern with this tournament is the one thing that I do not want to ever change on or um i guess deviate from is the format yeah because we've talked about if you turn this into too many players it has to go scramble oh and no. once it Woof. goes scramble it's done everybody Woof. else no. it's just another tournament it's, it, it is exactly so i talked to every single person like i never get to play in this format you never ever get to, i never. don't when we we've talked about this like when we play in a scramble i want to listen to the golf playlist yep have a beer yep. hang out with friends smoke a cigar don't Care don't care at if I win. All what I score. I don't care if I shoot well. I literally don't care. I'm out there having fun, networking, having a blast. Yep. This tournament was the only time all year that I actually cared to hit a good shot in a tournament. So I'm yep. like, because I'm playing with you, I'm like, I got it. Like Jared's, maybe one of us having a bad hole. I have to hit this on the green. Right. Like, yeah. And you focus more. Uh, so the other. We also talked about doing like a qualifier almost, like invite X amount of people. You know, which again, it sucks for the not so great lose. golfers. So <laughs> it's you know, it's just one of those things. But do you do it as a turn? Because the other thing too is, if you do it as a handicap tournament, the problem is, which we had this year, is the handicap. Not everybody establishes a handicap. Right. So when you get guys like, could Steve Lombard not make it next year? Who was our best golfer? Not make it because, because his handicap, handicap is system. accurate, but somebody else is like guesstimating. Yeah. And Steve shoots you know, four over and loses to someone that's a 40 that shoots, happens to shoot a one twelve. one twelve. Just has a lucky day, but, but they shoot, but they, their, their chance yeah, yeah. that they just happen not to hit out of bounds on two of the holes they normally would have would put them in. So we, that's my the hard, thought though at that point in time is like, if we, if we have the better players play the rider format and then, and then we do do a scramble for the not so great golfers. They would still appreciate it because a lot of these people do don't oh, have yeah. the opportunity. They don't play for work on a Friday. Like they only have Saturdays to go play. Yeah. So they might appreciate like if, I, well, you if could we do did like a scramble a second, for, You could do like a second flight where it doesn't actually, you know, they still get some of the format. They still get to play like a. You know, two man or something like that. So it's not like it, a. It, so it's not like you're showing up to just another scramble. It's because obviously that's what we want to avoid. The, the whole, only thing too, though, is like because we had the better golfers, it did keep a little bit better pace. Whereas if time. we had like the worst, the, the higher you, handicaps out there all at once, nobody's like, going to be conceding a hole because yeah. everybody's going to be taking seven, eight strokes to get to the. Well, the yeah. other, the other thing too is it like a normal Ryder Cup can be sixteen pl- or uh, 
12 players per team. So in theory, we can go from 8 to 12, which would add on another 8 players just like that. And you could keep the same format mm -hmm. and not really change anything. We would add two more matches to the four ball, two more matches to the foursome, four more matches to the single. And you would just increase the points slightly, but you would still, you wouldn't deviate from the actual format too much. You would, the format, sorry, the format would be the same, but you wouldn't deviate too much. And that's eight more players. As soon as you go over the 16, logistically, it does become a nightmare. And I, I personally don't want to have 50 matches to, this, this, to decide this. Like, this was pretty good. I could see us going up from, instead of eight and eight, whatever, going up slightly higher. Um, if it gets to the play in or if it gets to flights, logistically it gets harder and then you have to decide because I don't want to make this like pissing someone off that they're not in the main flight. But how do you... Do you, do you think this has to be in one day? Because that's the other thing is I think the timing of this tournament, we were right on the cusp of what anyone could handle to do in one day. A lot of people were was, burnt. And we yeah. had to call it for weather. We, we had to call it, but I think a lot of people were happy that we called it for Absolutely. weather because people were just well, tired. We had, we had some golfers. I wasn't, but we, I know some people were. We had some golfers that flat out told us, like, that's a lot of holes for me. Now, we were also on the fact that you're playing match play, so you may not play all the holes. Yeah. And you're also playing, like, alternate shot. You're playing half the shots. If, or, right. you know, or you're picking up on a hole because you screwed up. Like, a lot it, of the people that agreed to play this year were just excited. And, right. I mean, half of them were like, oh, I'm getting invited to a golf tournament. That's cool. Yeah. You know, they don't... Everybody knew that they were in for 27 holes, but I, I don't think everybody realizes how long of a day that can be. I think, it, I think really when it comes down to it, you probably played 21 holes, yeah. maybe. But that's a long day for, I think, for anyone that doesn't thoroughly love oh, yeah. the game of yeah, golf. Like, yeah, like for me, I mean, I was I finished... The, the final hole and I was like wow alright I physically need a little bit of yeah, a break yeah, yeah. but like if someone told me like we're going into overtime or something you know, you're, like, ready, you're ready to go like, like yeah, you're ready. call my name captain because yeah. well, I want to play more you know but, yeah. like if, I just have an addiction but, but not I think, everybody has that but though. I think if you play 27 holes so you're only playing 9 more max holes than you would a normal round but I think if you had like what we did you had lunch you go back out you played a, again alternate shot you played match play you probably went to the final hole or the final singles match, playing somewhere between 15 and 17 holes. Yeah. So you actually were playing, a, you weren't playing much more than a full round, and you had a little bit of a break. And also, you, you're in a tournament setting too with other people, so which I think makes it fun. It changes up the people you're yep. playing with. Yep. Um, I really like that people met people from it too. I mean, from an 80KY perspective, I love that it switched that people. Yep. Yeah. And that was one of the things that our goal was not, you were not going to play a match with the same partner or. Again, with the same partner, right? You can't always guarantee that. Like, you played Steve LeBombard twice. I played Adam Scarf twice. Every match was with Steve. But, yeah, yeah and, that, and that wasn't... But that's fine, because I hadn't seen that him That wasn't by design. While, we were trying not to... We were trying to yeah. avoid that, but... Well, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah, Mike Rowe and I... Avoid it. Mike Rowe and I didn't really know each other, but he and I hit it off, and now... Yeah, he's a great yeah, guy. Both, great dude. Both lefties. We just built a, a That's what a good, I told Galen about Alec Odenheim. Yeah. I went to high school with him, and I'm like, no, yeah, this kid's no, going to love good. it. Trust yeah. me, whatever. And Alec now they're great. like BFFs. Everybody loved him. Everybody yeah. loved I talked him. to Alec almost every day. Um, but some of the, the... The whole idea is you weren't playing with the same partner if we could avoid it for most... Like, I was trying very hard. I don't think anybody really played... I guess, Ryan, you played in a couple matches with Matt, but one was singles, one was a partner, and then the other one you played with, what, Craig? Yeah, Craig DeBoo. So, like, we tried to play. Like, I played with you twice, but yep. we weren't on the same team. And like, yeah, the second one was singles. People yeah. that couldn't play in this tournament hosted their own little rider. Did they really style right after us? Yeah. Oh, I had no because idea. Because they were so excited. Like, 
Oh, that's they were cool. bummed that they couldn't play. And like my dad, he plays every big tournament that there is, but there's none like this. So he, at the end of the day, yes, after the fact, was like bummed that he didn't play. Yeah. So. But the other thing too that we had taught, we were lucky. We were lucky Dave stepped in because one of the things that we took for granted, lunch was not a big deal because Dave covered lunches and shirts. The right. shirt thing I thought was a big deal. That and, was huge. That was we amazing. Had t- we had talked about: do we get hats? Do we get do we get uh, towels? And honestly, it was almost like saying, yes, but I'd rather have shirts. And then finally Dave stepped in and was like, hey, listen, like, what do you guys want? And he we, was, my God, we posted it. And he, he like DM'd hours, me on minutes? Instagram and was like, how do I be the title sponsor? And I was like, uh, um, uh, I don't know. Let me ask Galen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were unprepared, but Dave's like such a good dude that he, but the, the shirt thing was. In, and those shirts were amazing. Well, they came out good. Normally, I give, normally I tournament Meg, shirts are horrible. I give Meg credit on that. But if the uh, but the whole idea was that it added to the legitimacy of the tournament that everybody had team shirts on. Yeah. Which I think going forward, we will never change from that. No. And it's I just, think they'll only get crazier, probably. And like some like the like the, American like the, flag the, shirts. No, no. And, remember the uh, was it 1999 Ryder Cup? They had like the picture frame shirts. Well, I think you we could, could get also some really crazy from a, from a fundraising perspective. You could advertise from the very beginning that you're going to add logos to, to the, the shirts. Shirt. Like, like there's two there's two sleeve yeah, logos. What we have we have that, Courier staffing like, on it, right? So, so you, you have your Dave, title yeah. title Dave sponsor. Wants to ride this with us. Yeah, Dave's t- in. Title sponsor. Next level. You, there's two spots. That's it. Yep. And yeah. only two get the sleeve. But it's going to be on every single shirt. Yep. You jack up the price for that sponsorship, but people will pay well, for it. Then you do other sponsorships. You build in different incentives. <laughs> and I, that's, like, I think that's the next level we're at with this. Because that's really, really like, it's that, for the you kids. Mentioned, you mentioned the fundraising like weakness. Like yeah. If you start putting a much more sophisticated well, fundraising so, so full, strategy well, behind we, it. We did okay, but... You Coming can hit from 10 grand. the year prior, yeah. when we had two players and we raised two, two. grand, two grand in two weeks, and in two, in yeah. two weeks, yeah, mind you, that and didn't... we had sixteen, and, and, and nobody had ever heard and of that tournament at the time. Like, we got four and change before before Bill stepped in. So, I what we also did not ask people, you know, when we asked people to play, we were just trying to fill seats at that point. So yeah. we really weren't like, hey, by the way, the, we want you, you need to, to contact yeah. X amount of people. Yep. Yep. So, so the the whole when we because cause didn't didn't Scarf contact a lot of he Scarf he, he went raised above the, and beyond. Yeah, I he actually, raised a bunch I need of to money, follow right? up with him and make sure that I got everybody that he he, he had a few people. Yeah. The, well, the thing was last year we did it. I'll be honest. The main reason we went to sixteen players this time, two main reasons. One is I had guys like you that knew about it last year, and I'm like, it'd be more fun to have other guys play. I got players. Meg played this year, and she was a great like. I would love for Meg to play in this again. Meg was year. awesome. Yeah, and so we wanted more players, but we also did it from the standpoint we could easily raise more money instead of me and Matt putting up a hundred bucks or whatever we did last year. Everybody then pitches in money for greens fees, and then obviously everybody donated. I think was it f- roughly fifty um, per person. That automatically was going to get our amount up by five six hundred bucks. So we just looked at it from a money-making thing of just the, the actual participants. We were going to increase our donation amount. Right. So that was two of my main fo- uh, driving forces for getting uh, more people involved. But the other thing, when Dave reached out, when you talk about the tiered system, 
I'm clueless. I'm the worst, world's worst donate, donator, fundraiser, whatever. Meg was like, listen, you know, like, do we have tiered systems and everything else? And I think we basically decided like, Dave's coming to us as a title sponsor. We basically, I knew we were going to get to that level. I was not expecting that this year in year two. I was expecting year like four or five to start bringing on potential sponsors. The fact that Dave came on so early, I was a good thing in the sense that it right. catapulted us probably two to three years ahead it of It just kind of kicked us in the ass to be like, okay. It kind is, of accelerated. Yeah. But then we were both like, we haven't given enough thought to really get, because I didn't want to be like to Dave, like, uh, 1500 bucks. I just make up a number. That's not fair to him because we didn't really do our research at the time. So we're like, we want food. We would like to have shirts. These are things we'd like we to do. We basically gave him it. like, this is what we want. Wish list. This is, you know, from this to this is what it's going to cost. Right. He, he was great. Like, no question. He was in. So, um, yeah, he definitely, he was a huge part in... And look, he, um, like I know that he, it. like, after the fact, he was like, hey, I've got some guys at the office that would love to play. And we're like, we're full. Yeah. But that was that's another a, one of the things, you That's know? the unfortunate nature of the tournament is it, it can't get huge. No. I mean, that's the whole you reason the it. Ryder Cup can't be You'll big. Get, but that's the thing. Do we figure out some way to, to play into it to make it fair to, like, you could can fund, we open you it up could, to 50 people you and could say tie the it to fundraising? Six, yeah. Yeah, I'd be out. But like, but like you, <laughs> you wouldn't up, be out if but you it, tried. But if it was like fifty people, and then you dropped it down, you probably like raise the, top, the most money. The tops, I you make a challenge. I will. But like sixteen, exactly. If you make it to sixteen players and you play in, but then you figure the problem is if you have play play ins for this, like some some people won't make it. You right. know, so then it's like, do and one of us not make yeah. it? And then it's like, well. Like I'd still be if, even if I don't make it, I'd still be involved. And but. I think a lot of the people too. If we even said there was a play in, like a lot of these people wouldn't have even considered no. it. But, but you would have to make it fair. You'd I I think you'd have to do it with the handicap. But the handicap for a play in could stop legitimate legitimate people with handicaps because people are just like I don't know. I shoot you know a hundred so whatever that is. And, you know? and then you have a reasonable day and you shoot way better than you normally you shoot ninety six. And then well, if, if someone shoots from one hundred to ninety six, and someone like Steve Lombard then has to shoot a seventy four from a yeah. seventy five to break it. I mean, the, the margin of error favors the higher golfer at that oh, point. Yeah, absolutely. So then, do you all of a sudden do you have a lot, a lot of really good golfers that you'd want to play in it, not get in, or do we just say, hey, listen, it's our tournament. We can. It's just an invitation only. I think you can do that. I think you could also potentially. We could think of a way to do it the way you're saying, Meg. Though, where we have a second tournament throughout the year. I would like to somehow have a secondary, whether it's sooner in the season or something for the higher handicaps that don't make the play-in. Give them a scramble because I think they would like that anyway. I, some some other way to get more people involved. It, it's it's tough because my dad was literally like, well, "Why don't you just have a." Adirondack professionals tournament so he could play with his friends and I'm like that's fine dad yeah. but the point you know so it, the scramble uh, the scramble format doesn't work for we'll, what we're we'll, trying to we'll do we'll never the go to scramble format to, it won't go to that point is to be able to play one for people that love golf when do you ever get a chance to play a Ryder Cup tournament like yeah. style you never well, get a chance to do stuff well, like that right you were the only one that played high school golf like yeah you haven't played this format since high school you haven't played match play in forever with the exception of like you know goofing around with Stitt yeah, for the for the first time in a long time, I was dialed in because I was like, "Wow!" So, like, I have to I have to actually make every single shot count. And I think, and it for would whatever be cool. reason, for being the golf addict that I am, that just brought out a whole new energy in me. Yeah, that I just that loved. You had that. You had that Ryan Lee walk going on the course. That Rory McIlroy strut. <laughs> yeah, kind of like kind of like a subdued Conor McGregor, like just yeah, yep. yeah. Throw. yeah. But the thing was, full disclosure. 
Ryan was going to be my first choice that Matt had not picked him for the pure fact that I knew he was going to do that. Because I'm like, I know Ryan. He played he played the high school out. This is Ryan. I shot 96. I'm like, I know you can. But in match play, you're going to shoot 81 every time. Because like, you're just going to be like, I'm like, this is like 2008 Ryan. To win it. My hope is that I, I just, eventually, bad, so. fundraising-wise, that each player can have a certain business that's going to commit to X amount of dollars based on X score, is my hope. Like, the better Ryan Lee plays... The, the more, more I'm going to donate. Yes. Almost like a fun run. Yes. That's pretty cool. I'll give $25. $25. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was it was per, per mile. <laughs> per lap or per mile. That's interesting. Yeah. you you. I did 25 cents. How many miles did he run last how, year? Like, I don't know. I would like need 30? To, I would need to put that in y'all's golf brains to figure that out. So but that's how. What you're saying is. It's a little bit difficult because, I mean, tracking score in a match play is is very difficult to like tie that to an actual number amount because I mean, there's no actual score that you're writing down necessarily. So I don't know, Ryan, you'd probably be better at figuring that out, how we could do that. Like probably above and beyond. I think what you're, the big thing is like, can everyone get like one big sponsor that is going to be like your sponsor yeah. and we can tie, like, I don't care if we can it's tie your bank, your I don't care if it's where you work. I don't care if it's your dad, like just like somebody that's committing, you know, to sponsor you as a the better player. you perform, the more yes. the more they're gonna add to the fundraiser. No, I get it. I, I just and then the logistics the of golf make like it a little shit, bit more difficult. Then they're still gonna be like, oh, I'll still donate the, the yeah. thousand or whatever. Honestly, the easier way to probably do it the first year doing that would be I go out, I'm, I get Bill to sponsor me. I'm like, all right, Casella, like you're sponsoring Ryan Lee. You focus it in on the the one v one match only. So to mm. sponsor me. We're going to put Casella's name on something. Maybe yep. down the road, it's the actual shirts, but something. Maybe it's just your you shirt. Give, you give Casella like some extra sponsorship. They buy in. Casella is officially Ryan Lee's sponsor for the 1v1 match. Right. And then rather than a total score thing or a weighted thing, it's just if Ryan wins his match, you agree to throw in another 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something along those or, lines. Or like I would like it. That's to the be, nature of this style right, of play. If you yeah. can keep yeah. it that simple, and then every single player has their own responsibility to secure that level of a sponsor. Yeah, that's another sixteen hundred bucks. So you at, have to, at that yeah. low of an amount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to get a sponsor for you. You have to get a sponsor for you, and then you have to get them to agree yes. that if you win your match on the one v one, you throw in another hundred bucks. Yeah. I, I want just something along the, that line just to encourage people to, to like, even well, that's going to get attention to the great. tournament too. Yeah. It's get a lot but more but then, then I'm incentivized too to maybe even in the middle of the tournament, throw out a tweet or a Facebook post or something and be yeah. like, Hey, team Casella, Ryan Lee, you're my sponsor. That's the idea. I'm, we we I'm, both wanted like promotion. I'm two holes away from, from winning my match. Casella's on the hook for another hundred bucks. We were talking about how like each player could be responsible for securing their own sponsor. So for me, example, I get I solicit Casella. Casella is the official sponsor of Ryan Lee's one v one match. Put on the back. If, versus- if anybody's listening to the podcast, we're not like this. Didn't skip. Ryan's explaining it to Galen because he just came back into the room. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> we have to clarify that. Thank you, Groundhog Day. But any anyhow, yeah. So okay. so there's an incentive. For yes, them to like, buy in, because when they buy in to sponsor a player, they get all the marketing promotion of yeah. buying in to promote. I like what you're saying. Though, like people have, but to then there's like also you get like your driver. Like but you they're also buying yep. in to say, 
if our sponsored player wins his or her Ryan solo tattoos Casella on his <laughs> butt, and they will pay another hundred bucks. Or, or what something. happens if you beat the other guy? Then the losing person has to keep putting money in. Or we can figure out the logistics yeah, of it. The yeah. losing team. If your player yeah. loses, you have to put in another. Yeah, I just something. want each player to. You have know. more we, onus on yeah. soliciting yeah, do more fundraising sponsorship. Do yeah. more, but then also like take charge and make Facebook posts and like do the you know but what it what it speaking. This is my what was it three year five year goal? Did we talk about this? Yes. Was to raise fifty grand in this tournament was our goal. Hold or, on. Was it fifth five years? I was, think we said twenty. No, twenty grand. No, it was five. I was aggressive in five. We no, said, it was. That I, seems reasonable, considering this was like a no, three-year no, no, push. Sorry, sorry, I think he five. was up here, and no, I was like, no, 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 no. Five years from now. Five years from now. So, like the next five years, we want to raise average ten thousand a year. I think oh, we could you raise mean cumulatively. Clo- cumulative. Yes. Okay. Not each gotcha. year. Cumulatively. I think. So we right were, now we're yeah. up to seven. We're up to seven. Right. No. So this would be that. Oh, you, se- I didn't even understand that when yeah, you said. Yeah. So buy five so years. Buy, have totally. No, my have raised. Okay. Which does that mean we count three years? I was thinking like five more years. We average ten thousand over the next so five seven. Years. So seven years. It'd be the seven year mark. We hit fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. I think that's doable. No, seven, six years. We raised so it technically be fifty seven thousand. It just depends on how we go about it this year, and like how we plan to move it forward. So I think everyone that's going to plan it is going to be more than excited to you know do that type of fundraising. We just need to if make it's sure when out we there, ask like that, hey, we want you to fundraise. We want you for this. to play a, but B, it's like we like are the relay very, for lifestyle where like yes. you're, I'm going to walk the miles and you're going to sponsor the, me. Even the real and, men wear pink. That's going yeah, on. Yep. Like they have an obligation to raise X amount of money. Yeah. Um, so. But the, but the whole idea is like we can focus a lot more on that because this year we went from two to 16. So logistically of like how do we do the format? Who do we play? Do people want to play? Now we have a, like we have a title sponsor. Uh, we have trophies. We have shirts. We have a scoreboard format that we can just keep kind of plugging and placing. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we've already done that the, the amount that we actually have to tweak from the main is very minimal from the yeah. actual tournament standpoint. Then it's like how much – what ideas can we layer on top? Right. And then what can we focus then on for the donation aspect, which I'll be honest, the donation aspect was like number five or six on our, well, at least in my view, like when we were doing stuff, that was something I didn't focus on. So I'm like, I want to make sure the golf is done correctly. Right. I personally going forward too, rather than like a talent play in, I would prefer like, if you like Adam Scarf, technically in my mind should be should number be one on the list to next be in the year tournament. because right. he yeah. raised so much money. It's like and the I New York like City Marathon. Like if you want to run the New York City Marathon and you're not sponsored by a company mm-hmm. or you're not a professional, in order to get into the New York City Marathon, you have to raise like it's like ten grand, isn't it? It's it's a it's, it's a pretty big amount of money. I don't know if it's Is ten it that grand, much? but it, you have to raise a yeah. decent amount, and it takes work, and so. If you put it out in say, I don't if know, we keep this in February, October, February, we, March, yeah. and you say, technically, you could say, requirement for entry is to raise a thousand thousand dollars, or at least bucks. have a commitment from. And X, then yeah. the first could you pay a thousand bucks to play? I'm just it. gonna. Write it. <laughs> <laughs> We're both thinking the same thing. The we first, don't, you we could. don't care. Money's money. Yeah. <laughs> you could. I but just I'm a such check. a bad fundraiser. But think about that. Think about that. Now you have sixteen grand before sponsorship. Yeah. And you could do the tiered sponsorship. Or you could, cu- I mean, cut it in half and say and it's five hundred dollars, and there's but, there's eight grand. Yeah, you could say you could say Whether you requirement or, to yeah. entry right. is you have to raise a thousand bucks, 
And then if you have raised a thousand bucks, ping the committee or whatever, I'm done. I've got my money. Here it is. Like you're first in. come, first come, first serve. You're in. First sixteen to raise a thousand is in. But also like shout out Jeff Stick, because we raised four hundred dollars in Mulligans. Yeah, seriously. What a great yeah. idea. That was really good. That was definitely a Jeff Stitt idea. There, yeah. I think that I think the truest in some of us was like, I'm not gonna take Mulligans. Oh, I paid two of the four. And then and then the all of a sudden was I was like, Well, I'm definitely gonna get a mulligan if everybody else. The first round I had like <laughs> I didn't take mulligans. I think the first I had round. two people buy mulligans the first round. Definitely stit. I think everyone was on the same page. I think it was Jeff Meg, dropped six. It was Meg. It was Meg, Meg and, and Jeff. And I'm Jeff pretty dropped sure. sixty. I know that. Yeah. No, Meg bought. Meg bought two. One she for, bought one for Nick. So yeah, three one for people. Nick and one for her. Yeah. And then by the next round, it was just like everybody. My Venmo was just rolling. <laughs> ching, 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 I paid yeah. the last two. I actually the rounds I picked mulligans, I lost. Wow. So I, the only match I won was without mulligans. Because um, so, you felt comfortable. You know, actually, I had to play really well. Our match in the first match, we had to play. We had to play a lot better than we should have had to play. We won't go into it. So, um, but it it was there was there was a lot of like I don't know. I I think I I think the format was good. I think the the players. I think at the end of the day, we had like I think this is going to be the first. You guys have like first shot. Like your spots pretty much. For the most part, ta- like saved if you would like to come back. Like some people might be like, "Hey, I think that's yeah, I think that's a good I think, idea." Because I, I would, think I is would like, love to keep this crew and grow it, and then also like, I don't know, maybe this inspires somebody who's not a great golfer to like get a little better this coming year and like practice during like, the summer. From what I heard, Amel right. was a okay golfer for golfing less than six Amel times. Amel started golfing this summer. I Yo, heard Amel was actually he amazing. Was good. You said that right. I've never played with him, but everybody was like raving how good he yeah, was. Everybody he was said good. that he was phenomenal. He was he hit the green on seven, which you and I didn't hit the green on seven oh, in our first close. match. Not even close. Hit the green on seven, and who was playing? Was it Forrest was playing against him? I forget who I was talking to, but they're like, yeah, Forrest he was played, yeah. he was putting for a hole in one because yeah, of the net. handicap. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it, he played it, way it, above it, his handicap, it, but I'll, at the same time, he just learned but golf. I'll, I'll so. be honest. At the end yeah. of the day, for this match, because in theory, if it tied, like my team would have won. It was seven Correct. and a yeah. half to eight and a half. So you're talking, it was a half point away from flipping the winner. Mm-hmm. So the idea that the handicap did keep it that neutralized, I thought was pretty cool because that was part of the thing. You have Steve LaBombard as a three and you have Joel Wood as, we should have actually raised Joel. We love Joel, Joel but yeah, but like, 50. but it's the idea that like you have a big discrepancy, but you kept the tournament pretty even. And I'll, I'll be honest, every match that I played in. If I played well, I would have won. If right. I played bad, I lost. And I Which played bad exactly last two what and I lost. Handicap yeah. And been. and or I got outplayed in those two matches relative to my handicap. So um I thought overall it was pretty fair that way. Um, which is obviously a concern like going into this, like is one team just gonna mop up the other team? Like on paper, our team was better golfers, but right. when you add the handicap, that's the thing. Like when you start giving strokes, that's, that's a well, lot. that's the that's the tough thing is there's really no good way to say how many strokes off of a normal I think stroke the, play the do you shave one, for match play. The worst one was Meg and Joel versus Alec and Mike. I think was the oh, that's a massive difference that was a in huge handicap. Difference yeah. in handies. But I but think, think about it. It was fun. only three and one, which right. I know sounds crazy. But they were up. They were dormy too, which means they didn't have the. Like Alec cl- closed. I out. mean, that should be, that could, that could easily have been five and five but and Joel, four. Th- we only had one five and four the whole time. It was the last match of the, the whole thing. So everything went until 
at least the seventh hole or or sixteenth uh, hole. And that's, that's and that's really because Joel Joel just his handicap is. He was the only high. person in the field that I sh- I thought should have had more given yeah, to him absolutely. for handicap. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because I think he would have been slightly more competitive and, and nothing against Joel, but we just, we didn't know. And we gave mm-hmm. him a 40, which was the highest that we gave Admittedly, anybody. he didn't know. Either. He didn't know either. Yeah, yeah. he didn't so, know either, yeah. Um, Joel but was a the, great sport. But yeah, Joel was like... I think he had a great, yeah, he had a great time. Just less game the whole time. So like, they're, they're very... I, overall, I was pretty happy considering that we went to singles tied, which was a kind of a cool thing because we could have went in that like was really cool. six and two and been like, okay, well, we know one team's going to win it. We'll just play. Like if play. we had some really cool, like I, so when they played last year, we had Deboose and my brother Wade commentate. Well, we tried to have them commentate, but the mic failed. So <clears throat> they talked for hours <laughs> for no reason, but um I, that Clark. was the one thing Matt Clark I wish we would have had. Like, not even if they were out and about, but even just midway, just taking a couple people who are knowledgeable on golf and just having them grab a mic like away from the group really quick in a quiet setting and be like, okay, you know, whatever. Stand just in front so, of the scoreboard. Yeah, just so we can put it in the video later. I will, I definitely want to add that in next year just to just have a little well, I theatrics We're going to raise enough money fun. that we so, could probably hire Jim Nance. So... He's he's actually my five year plan is to get Jim. No, so like the, the whole <laughs> all of our donations go to or, get Jim or the, Nance for one or year the, or the four play guys. Um, would you say would your be, fifty year plan or yeah, that's, yeah, Jim Nance Jim will be dead by the dead, time yeah. we have fortune. Rest in peace. But uh, but if we, I think that's when we start talking about the legitimacy legitimacy of it. Can we do live scoring? Can we do live like updates? Can we turn this into a thing where people could actually? As long as our course supports us, I think we can really knock this out of the park. So yeah, let's talk about next live year betting and where we're thinking. live betting. Like just like people, people oh, we'll see that. people see that you think Steve so? Lombard and I are tied going into the going into the seventh hole, and people are like. Holy shit! The odds of how about live donations or live? It's, it's like you, a betting, could, but it's could a you donation. do like someone just voting in? Be like, listen, like I'll go heads up right now. I'll take Ryan on number seven versus Stevo. Right, who's got Stevo? Hundred bucks. Both put it in. You're getting a hundred dollars. One person wins, or you get fifty. Whatever. You it's, it's like a donation where it's like you can bet, you can bet, and 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 ten percent of it make, goes to the charity. But you, yeah, and you make some money back. But you could actually, yeah, live betting, and we just we happen, yeah, ten percent. Like yeah, be well, cool. we'll have to talk to New York State about that. <laughs> It's a fundraiser, though. You kind of need a license for that. Yeah, there's a lot of well, different we'll, things. We out, would need a 501c3 we, we to gotta do this. We got to figure out some. We got an accountant that was in the field. We got a finance guy. Yeah. So how about we just do this under the radar? We had a couple attorneys out there. We, we, you, Which we, would not attach their name to, the, <laughs> to that lawsuit. So we, we, will, uh, we got enough of a legal team that we could figure this out. But like, I think that we could do... Like the commentating, like the video we did a little bit. I'm, I'm cu- almost done cutting the video up. Like I think if we can do... Just those extras that elevate it. Like the scoreboard I thought was scoreboard legit. was awesome. The only problem with this year was you know what you with could it being do? a little windy, like we would have had it set up better. You could do so it's not necessarily gambling, but if you had sort of some live video and commentary, you could have a couple featured holes, like maybe number seven, the par three, right? Everybody yeah. loves that hole. You could have somebody like just filming all the groups coming through and then have somebody maybe on the tee box or something that's yeah. like, like talking would... and interviewing the players. But then like, if I'm just feeling good and I feel like, wow, I'm going to be, I could be like, all right, everybody, if I it put the onus on the players playing, if I hit to, this green, if I, if I hit this green, I will money. donate, I will donate 
five dollars for everybody every other five do- i will match a donate or just do or i'll throw a hundred bucks in or like you you could do if double you could the get money. If, we, if, yeah, if we can get 50 bucks i'll throw in if, another 50 right like if, if i'll if i hit the green and we can get 50 dollars in donations i'll throw in another 200 mm-hmm. yeah and then it's like let's go people i tee off in like yeah. five seconds and just get some I don't know. That's just a, an idea, love. but that would be pretty cool. Viewership would be the, yeah. the biggest issue, obviously. Yeah. I would love sure. <laughs> if we could eventually like set up a little table and bring the mics and everything to the course. Sure. And we have the backdrop. I don't care if it's like the Cav backdrop from the business expo, but somehow where we can like, like if I'm on the mic and I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful day here, you know, in Plattsburgh, whatever. And then, oh, Jared Burns is here. Jared, come on down. Have a quick little interview. Yeah, like yeah. just stupid little. Well, you're like, you're cheesy. Amanda Balionis basically in this situation. But just just right? ways to ham it up a little bit. Like Amanda Balionis. Anybody else? No, I got, I got I'm nothing. the only one that knows her. I got nothing. She's the one that does all the exit interviews for PGA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm the only one. All right. Sorry, no, I know I'm so sorry. Nerd. <laughs> that would be a really cool idea, though. Like if and. The European tour has some old dudes. I think, <laughs> I think the success you of mentioned. They do. You mentioned the viewership problem. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely real. Yeah. But that's legit. But if you could do more WPTZ, front, big sponsor. <laughs> well, do more up front to drive viewership, and then make it a requirement of the players to share it. You could drive viewership in anticipation of the actual event. So well, the viewership the leading up did. is not great, but yeah. then eventually. Yeah, gross. the videos we did of our little Zoom meetings to do the draft and whatever, like those had a lot of views. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. What they get up to? Let me pull. Because they were they were fun. <laughs> Live I mean, video we were, was we were so one. good. It was just fun. I love. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see the video that comes out once once Galen start, starts finishes cutting it because that was so much fun. Galen's taking a video right now. That's why we all got quiet. I love anyway, it. but I, I, no, I had a lot of fun yeah. with the. I had, oddly enough, which I thought was strange because I'm the type of golfer that if there's pressure, I get the butterflies and I do like a little bit of the shakes on the tee box. And so I thought immediately when it was Meg and the girls coming around in the cart with the camera, I was like, "Oh no, I'm in trouble." Every time the girls came around, I played lights <laughs> out. <laughs> So about 4,000 people watched our promotional video. Holy cow. Yeah. That's great. Um, our Zoom with the five of us doing... Um, Team pick The draft? Yeah, the draft had about 1,000. That's pretty good wow. for the first time ever, actually. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, team, and considering the population Craig of Plattsburgh all, like, is like 2,000. the little headshot yeah, yeah. stats that we did, Team Craig reached 1,400. Holy. And Team Trombley reached 2,600 people. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. That's right, Team Trombley. Um, and then Sorry, our Ryan. scoreboard graphic, just laying out all the names mm-hmm. and everything before the scores, um, was just over 1,000 as well. And for uh, just that's our on 80KYP's graphic? page. Yes. That's and 80KYP has, I think, 2,000 likes on Facebook. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, for our page, that's that's pretty dang good but when you also tag 16 people in a post you're you're well i'm worthless but 15 people well either way you're gonna get the reach even if you know certain people don't use their social like they should it's i'll fine. get better that's 2021 goals yeah <laughs> so that's great though 
That's so, yeah. great. No, those are insane numbers. I'm hopeful that we can really move this. In the which future. means if, I mean, if people are seeing that, then they're clearly paying attention, Yeah. which means I mean, we could potentially do something like that. And where... we made some announcements at Rotary. Like I know when, when, uh, I was president at 80 KYP, I would go and I know, I think you did this yep. too. Yep. You would go around to the Kiwanis and the different clubs and mm-hmm. you would just make a special effort to promote things that you had going on. We and had a lot of donations from some, Rotary members that knew right. that you guys were involved. In Special Matt presentations and, yeah. at, at other clubs and things will, will go a long way because you, even if you only get two donors, those might be like they, cor- corporate donors that are like, corporate, I'll sponsor be, 500 bucks, you yeah. know? Or they're, I mean, more than often or more often than not, rather, when you do that, those donors are like, yeah, here's a hundred bucks. Like no problem, easy. You know, it's it's an easy hundred dollars just just by doing something like that, especially yep. at like a rotary meeting, some yeah. things like that. Yeah, I noticed that. Yep, for sure. No, I think there's a lot of potential on the fundraising structure. Like you could, with very little fundraising structure. Yeah, five, we yeah, five yeah, grand I mean, is have, great. I mean, everybody that played in this tournament is they're good people. You know, they have good standing in the community and everything. So for everybody just to go. Ask their employer, ask their, you know, whoever just, you know, would you sponsor and that's me? The, and that's the thing too, is like, if we put it out there before the tournament starts, Hey, this is part of your responsibility for playing in this tournament yes. is making sure that you reach out to, you know, however many people and make sure you get at least a thousand dollars in sponsorships. Yep. I think that's, I mean, a thousand bucks for something like this when it's you that's the playing in it. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be an I entry mean, fee, but it's kind of like, hey, this is your job to get this. If you do it, then you'll be invited I mean, back we, next year. Think about it, if we, I mean, if you can get 24 players to do that next year, we open the field to 12, which is Ryder Cup, 12 and 12. Yeah. You have 24,000 before you even open up to anything else. And I'd probably say you'd stop there because I, I think you'd be getting your donation if you could raise twenty, through, and then you get another thousand in in mulligans, think, that's twenty five grand a turn. That's amazing. You'd probably, I see where you're going with this, Galen. Through that, you'd be asking individual players to secure the sponsorships themselves, right? So you so wouldn't like, need if, as many sponsorships. Like Don, in addition, Donlin and Barcombe puts right. up X amount of money and that goes yep. to Jared's pool, but we don't go back to Donlin and Barcombe and say, "By the way, can you donate to the tournament?" Right. right. Be his. He already did the solicitation. So really, the yeah. players we already look at as we are going to get twenty. Now, obviously, if someone's like Jared, can I still donate? And you're at a thousand, be like, okay, twelve hundred bucks. Like we made an extra two hundred. That's fine. Um, I'm oh, not yeah, against we'll take that. Any that. That being said, though, what you need to do is equip each player with a better more clear structure yes. of How if you, you are a bronze sponsor, you get this. Yes. If you are a silver and sponsor, so it's almost like price, it's almost like each this. player and, is their and own then, tournament. And I know right. This. And then then you have a very clear dynamic of okay, here's the deadline, and now you can use the all those various marketing tools for the hardest part. Honestly, oh, of all of that like tiered sponsorship stuff is following up and making sure exactly that gold sponsor gets what the gold sponsor needs and the bronze yep. and like keeping an organized structure of how to post everybody. Yep. Uh, it's so stressful to me. It's hard. Yeah. But, but, you, but, but that's how you raise the most money. Yes, absolutely. For sure. But I think as it crazy as it sounds, first year was a two week notice. This was what? Five week, maybe six. Should do a, a ninety six. day notice. Well, I'm even thinking that this is probably going to be started in the late winter. Like I could see us like doing stuff in February, March, reaching out, just to- setting up the like organizational 
stuff. The theme, or yeah, yeah the, the structure. From, and, from my experience, you gotta you gotta hit people with whatever your first very first solicitation with the date and the time and this is what's gonna be. This is the sponsorship I, structure at least ninety days before. Oh yeah, probably I more. Even, I was even and thinking then, like April, May, put it out to the public like. This is happening in October. Get it lined up months and months. And it's not this like aloof thing. Like we have videos from the last couple years of what happened. And we have, you know, and we've built it now the last two years. It's it's credible, you know. And you're going to make very little money on that first outreach. But what you're doing is still effective because it's going to put it on people's minds. They're going to put it in their calendar. And then they're going to know and count on that you're going to follow up with them in... But but I think, I think in April did, or May like after if, yeah yeah if if we had some sort of pre tournament in the early summer just to because deadline on paper to say hey I'm gonna play and here's my sponsor because that's what I'm assuming we're gonna need going forward if we have like a mini just some sort of small tournament in the earlier part of the year not you know May or something. To just say, by this tournament date, you need X number of dollars committed. Or we need to find a different player, in my opinion, honestly. Like, I don't care how good you play Well, I think you open it. I think you open it up to a bunch of people. Because then it's like, you can't get 16. We we raise it. Say there's 24 people. You can't get 24 people committed in April. And all of a sudden, you find out all 24 aren't going to... If you only have 24, not all 24 are going to raise the money you need. Yeah. And all of a sudden, by August, you're like, hey, man, have you done anything? Like, no, nah, I haven't. I'm like, well, if you want to play, it's still... Like, you can play, pay a 1000 bucks. Like, you yeah. can cut a $1,000 check to play. Yeah, absolutely. And I know people but, will do that. I, I mean, I... I, uh, I just I just <laughs> want there to be some sort of, like, physical, concrete deadline to be like i'm in or i'm out i can't you almost need like a deposit fee like you have to have 500 raised by june 1st or something that's what i mean like if we had a tournament where people had to actually show up and play like a first round of golf call it a qualifier i don't care but like maybe we just establish handicaps at a certain point that's a great idea could you could it be like a check-in tournament where basically you're saying okay here's the deadline for for at least you starting to committing to raise the money do we next year require you have to have a handicap like a verified the reason you know the here's, reason here's I, the thing though the like, reason I like, say a, that is- like i don't know if i don't know if you know there's some people on the list that i would love to have come back next year that might not get a chance to you go need, out and play enough golf you need three turn three rounds i think to establish a three 18 whole i don't rounds. even yeah. play enough i've never i i have never once played that much golf in order to even figure out i might not I've even establish scramble. a handicap because i play nine holes i mean yeah, i play nine match, holes they match them oh they do they match holes so and i mean that and that might be something in the future we don't do necessarily right now but we could do in the future is that do we do do we do like established handicap only you can't make up your handicap it's got to be like usga you have to provide your handicap i think that's if it's like if it gets to the point where it's like yeah like down the road people like this handicap thing's getting out of control i think that's when you address it it's like no we had very little issues with handicaps yeah i I mean it was 90 percent well as much as we thought we were going to have a lot of issues because we it felt like there was huge disparities in the handicap. That was a concern. Yes, it was a concern, and it ended up not really being an issue when everything kind of shook out at the end. Half point tournament, half point tournament, and I'll be yeah. honest, like that's that's the best you could ask. It for. could have switched like that because every player, if you ask them, 
could have said I could have won that tournament instead of a couple. I four. could have, yeah. You know what I mean? So this I could have played a little better. Yeah, it means it's tight. Which every, means it worked the way it was supposed to. Actually. Yeah. So we were happy. The fact that again, the fact that you can send six or tw- eight was it eight sixteen people out onto the singles and you had a tied match through eight rounds. That's crazy. I'm like, that's the best you can get. Because even even flip the other way was four four. You're talking six two. Yeah, six yeah. two. You had six two or four four. So six two is is a pretty big gap. Obviously, That's, you could have halves and stuff, but you know, flip a couple of those around. Well, I mean, like think about our match. You know, we we didn't play that well, and and who we played against played pretty well. We we and, played well, like the like the last three holes we right. played well. We and played that gave well. us the win, but it took us it took us a while to turn yeah, it first on. First four we were bad, and uh, it was like you guys won one on the eighteenth hole. Yeah, yes. that yeah had that's that, right. Had that match, yeah, we had rolled that up match on that. Have we would have our team would have won, right? Right, exactly. If you won one full point, that would have been half and half. It would have been enough. So it's like it's crazy when you think about that. Could have came down to one putt or whatever. You guys, it were did. Close. It did yeah. come down to one putt, Stevo. So, you missed, didn't it, Stevo? Or was it you? It was us. We were rolling up on it. It was us and Matt Craig had. Uh, I think Matt Craig had to make a putt and. But uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm remembering this wrong. I think it was Steve-O. It was Steve-O had to make the putt, right? Steve-O had to make the putt. Yeah. Uh, He missed the putt, and then that gave Matt Craig enough relief to still win the match. Because he had to... I think we were... Yeah, we were tied. Anyhow, it was very, very close. Very, very close, and it literally came down to the last putt. Yeah. It was pretty cool. We were were saying that it had Ryan and Matt not won match five... If they would have missed a putt, they would have tied. We would have won. Like that's yeah. how close the match was. Yeah, overall. it just means the handicaps were better yeah. than we thought. We were yeah. really well, we we, geez, we talked we, we for two talked. hours about yeah. trying to figure out the handicaps. We did, and then you turned around and talked to Ryan about them too. I talked to Ryan, I talked to you, I talked to Steve-O. I talked to I, I talked to Jeff. I talked to Mike. I talked to quite a bit of guys about the handicap just because I wanted like I wanted opinions on it because I'm like I have a thought in my head. Last thing I want to do is have everybody come here and then all of a sudden it's not even close because right. of the handicap. Like I think one of the because that would make a miserable tournament though if you're playing well and there's no way you're going to beat someone I mean, because of handicap. Legitimately, yeah. everybody wants to like sweep it and be done. I mean, in theory, well, the, the match could have been like for at least for the defending champion in, in any year going forward. With the current status, you could have it all finished by the first two matches. Like the singles, you literally could lose every single match and still win the tournament. Obviously, you say that as a competitor, but then you get there and you're like, honestly, I want it tight. I want it like right. everybody's around the leaderboard at the end. Like, who won this thing? Because yeah. that's the that, that is it was awesome. That was the yeah, fun part. We're all around it, trying to figure it out. I think next year too, I would like to have a little bit better of a reception. Well, I COVID, think, COVID. No, no, I know, but like we also like that was something we had talked about. I know it's like crazy. It doesn't have to do with the golf, but like we had talked about that. And I don't it even think we nice. really told anybody It would anybody be nice to have people day. that were paying attention to be able to like show up. Like, you guys kind of knew, but, like, a lot of the people we didn't even know were, like, like or, like, no, sponsors yeah, or something like that. Definitely, if, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would have told Valcor, hey, I've got X amount of people. But we didn't yeah. even tell – I didn't tell half the players until that day. I'm like, oh, by the way, we're, we're going to swing by Valcor and have a beer after. I think either way, though, had we told people in advance, like, the people that were, like, just – burnt after all that golf i think some people were just too tired but you could in the future have like a post-game thing where you invite some of the sponsors like could you have invited like dave back or i would love it to like well and then have dreams well the the other thing too is like if to be able to give something to the quote unquote i know we split the 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 winnings to the charities but 
I just did air quotes for like a three seconds too long. Have, have hey, a guess formal, what? Guess what? Nobody's going to see it but the three of us. Have a, have a formal presentation. Of yeah, the big that's check. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then get a even, photo op of like, you mean here's a, the winner. Here's yeah, the check. I would like, like to do that. Like yeah. if we could have a reception and have the sponsors show up too. And a not big, just have a big it right check made out to science. But like a night, like in a couple weeks further and invite the sponsors to come out and like whatever i think no I eventually think awesome. eventually when we're in those you know higher the all the all these donations went to bat rabies right yes yeah in scranton pennsylvania okay not here though um Science. here at polio too so the uh no but i think which kind of gets my like juices flowing a bit which i think is kind of cool you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> it's going to rain. Um, so it's back to you. Thank you, Ollie. Uh, so, so the Ollie for the weather. Friend sideways. Uh, it's rain. <laughs> it's getting dicey two hours into the podcast. So, so um, no, but I, th- I think maybe I'm wrong about this. But what what is the... Ch- I think in my head, I think in my head that it it's... Uh, this tournament potentially, <laughs> this tournament. I know, like the we're hand signals. The, the thing is, you right guys now. are not seeing any of the hand signals we're doing, so it's it's fine. That's why you're hearing laughter. But the, but we have a potential for this tournament. I think to be the, the greatest. For it to be huge. To be the greatest. It's tournament. It's gonna be just amazing. It's gonna be huge. huge. Billy Fusilla. It's gonna be huge. Oh, you guys know the Billy Fusillo ads? Do you live in New York or Florida? Yes, you do. Well, you have to, Florida. They, they never came yes, this far. They, they never oh, came this far east. What? Billy Fusillo came oh, this far east? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yes, really? Sir. Oh, my oh, God. See, I'm oh, from the Billy Fusilla had area. the greatest car commercials, and he was 300 miles out in Syracuse or wherever. Far yeah, away. Syracuse area. Yeah, that's, that's You go down to Florida, he's oh, running his ads well, down there. Because he has um, an auto mall down there. I know. He Huge. runs in the Naples market. Floor Myers the, Naples. He doesn't even do the ads anymore. It's that remember the guy that used to like So he he delegated fast, his old ads. Yeah. Like, remember he used to So not only that, he's delegated the ads, but like the fast talker from back in the day when I was a kid. Oh. He is now like trying to pretend to be Billy Fusillo and do like the huge thing. So it's like, all right, come on, buddy. I want to get I want to get Billy on the podcast. I want to made it. Is Billy, Billy alive? You think Billy's alive? He was a big dude. I think it's, heart disease might have taken Jesus. him. Jesus. What, what were you of, saying? Lot, lot you were saying like, something. So I think I, th- I really think that this tournament, just the way the format is with the people that no are involved. making it this far? With, they, 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 they were out by the time I started talking about European Tour Golf. So the, the whole idea is that... <laughs> There's one listener right now. This, it's me when I listen back to how much of an idiot I was. One more download. So the, the, I really think that this has the potential out of all the tournaments that take place because it's the format is so unique. And I think, not to like toot our own horn, but I think the amount of people behind this tournament that are really trying like to promote this tournament, um, this could be one of the premier golf tournaments in our area going forward. I really do think that. Like, I think it's one that people will actually be like, I know that tournament. Like it's, an, yeah. it's like when you talk about some known tournaments, like I've seen the Chamber's a big tournament. You have some of the, you know, fundraising that the Clinton Community College is a big tournament. There's some big like scramble tournaments each year. Nobody does this format. And if it gets as big as we are anticipating, we've talked about 
the growth that we think that's going to happen with this tournament. Like, I think it's going to be kind of off the off the rails and uh, in a good way. But what five hundred one c three are we funneling it through when we all retire out of ADKYP? That's what I want to know. We, we got to start. We'll, we'll get. We'll legit. It's we'll, for we might the make kids. Our own. We might for the kids. Own. We might make our own. Honestly, no, 501c3s that's are actually so a really smart idea. We might yeah. have to make our own. Like, yeah. like real talk. Get Forrest in here. We might well, have to really do. You go to the Clinton tournament. And everybody loves how big the, that is. You're looking at the board right now. But I nobody <laughs> n- nobody uh, looks back at that and goes, oh, I wonder what that first Clinton Community Tournament was like. You know, Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, it's just a big thing now. Yeah, just That's the, what it's going to be. But I feel like you do. You have to have the, the backing, mm-hmm. the, the entity structure to make sure that it can grow that big and not run into any issues. Yeah. And, and I think, again, the thing that we want to be I think more than anything is we want to protect the format. And then however that shakes out, I think our main thing, I mean, obviously we want to do the donations, but we want to do it within this format because it's so unique compared to... Which might make it exclusive over time. And and I've come to the conclusion that we might have to just be an invite only, but eventually what's going to happen is however we do the process, you will filter out and you'll get the right people you need. But I, I think like the four of us... And the, a lot of guys on that will be involved in the stream. And girl. For, and, and Meg. Meg was great. Yeah, Meg, Meg was great. Meg has probably the nicest looking swing aside from Ryan. Yes. What? No, 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 no offense. Her turn into the ball. Her turn makes is Ryan look like molasses. It's amazing. I, I have I actually have one clip in Her the video. Her finish is so high too. I have one clip. It's crazy. I have one clip in the video. My swing looks like shit. So you might it think just it, does. Makes it, con- it just makes contact. Maybe it's because I'm the looking at right time. I'm looking at the ball to make the ball go why. where it needs to be. But so, my swing is not. So pretty. I have one clip of Meg. It wasn't even shooting of Meg. It was just like shooting a crowd. And over in the corner, you can kind of see her take a practice cut. And I left it in the video because it is so like first her hole is amazing. She was a really good athlete in high school. Aggr- yeah, I, she said she aggressive. said Didn't she set her? In her high school, didn't she set the scoring record? This was Meg I'm talking sure. to her. She's like, yeah, I played at Plattsburgh. She was like, I mean. It's like 1,100 points yeah, in like, one year. Yeah, I'm like, you played basketball? She, yeah, I scored 1,000 points in high school. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I was like doing up people and crossing them over. Like, just like the normal way Meg would talk. Like, just like nonchalant. <laughs> like, basically, awesome. like, I was the best. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know Meg, like, when she was in high school. But, she, God, she's a great athlete. And well, I found out that she's significantly younger than me. <laughs> Oh yeah, I asked her. How she old played, is she? She twenty three. Yeah. I asked her if she played basketball with my wife. Oh yeah, and that, I found that, out I mean, that we're eleven years that. older. Than even her. even I knew that was probably a little off. Like, but but the fact that Meg has the greatest sound bites in the thing that I'm going to, and I, it wasn't like I picked out the best ones. I just picked out every interview Meg was in and like dropped it in the video. <laughs> she was she was Hannah's favorite though. Hannah would go up and be like, "All right, who has a better laugh, Hannah or Meg?" Oh my god, I'd say Hannah. Meg's had a pretty good laugh. Though. Hannah has a better laugh. I think her laugh Meg's is con- Hannah's laugh is contagious. I heard it from like mm-hmm. somewhat farther away. Oh yeah, and I started laughing. She got the cavi last year for best. Well, she got two: best laugh and best eye roll. Because <laughs> anytime dream. I talk to anytime I what else Keds, do you need? Anytime nicest I nicest Keds for sure. Keds, yeah, white sneakers. Yeah, Pam, come oh. on, come on, dude. Also, you I'll, call yourself an Office fan. <laughs> also, um. Hannah, one time I have a picture of white sneakers that she wore to something and she got like she like mud all over them. I'm like, it's a rainy, muddy day. I still have it. I'm gonna pull it out and use it strategically. But um No, I think I think this tournament has the It's got legs. It's it's got it's got potential, it's got legs. I think we I think this thing is gonna be She's gonna be sick. 
four three C's. C's. Three oh, C's? Four C's. Jeez. <laughs> oh, three C's. Well, three C's. Three C's no K. Um, but I think I think this tournament over... I like the K's better. It's more of a dad thing. Actually, that's see. really bad because... Yeah, that's not... Yeah, yeah that's, that's really bad. I like C's better C. Too soon from this point. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> um, but I think, I think if we, we get this tournament running, sooner than we anticipate, this thing will be much bigger than we anticipate. Like our most of our goals are about five year goals, but how many people how many people did we have that wanted to play that didn't that couldn't because of the You would know better than me. Like six, eight? It was a fair amount. I remember we talked about it. It was a fair amount. I'd say like five or six that I That's amazing. Which is which means that we can easily hit the the peak number that we want to get to. You know what I mean? Like the we had what is it? Twenty is twenty four the max? I, I'm thinking next year we expand it to twenty four. I think that's something I'm pretty because we did sixteen on. this year. But that doesn't that won't affect the tournament too bad, and it will allow us to have a little bit more matchups potentially. Like I, as much as I like like playing, like I don't want Ryan playing with Steve O three straight rounds. I think, I think that's the nice thing about it is it's a it's a great networking thing too because you talk to and you Adam you Scott play was with. here yesterday. He goes, I knew a couple of those people. But I didn't know them well. I mean, sorry, me, I should say, uh, sorry, I should say, I should say, Adam. Meaning, I knew a couple of them. I didn't know any, but I know some of them, or I knew most of them. Or sorry, I didn't know most of them, and the people that I did know, I didn't know super well. Mm-hmm. And then you got to the point, it's like, well, at least I feel comfortable having a conversation, or because you you build a lot of rapport for two hours on a golf course, especially if you're a teammate. Like he said, he knew Forrest. That was the only player that he ever played golf with, and then me and Adam had known each other prior. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing I, is like now, if you see any of those people that you didn't know. Because you spent so much time on the course and like doing these things, you ha- you could immediately go up and have conversation with those people right now. Oh, that right. and how many new members did you get for eighty KYP? A couple, right? Two. <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean, hey, I've been at eighty KYP. That's a big deal. But we two was we good. only have <laughs> right now. I think we have twenty five oh, members. Si- so the fact that we got two. That's that's. Am I sitting amongst 10%. three presidents right now? Yeah. Jared was the president when I signed up. I went to the Naked Turtle. I knew Jared Pryor through Rotary, mm-hmm. and that was the connection to ADKYP. But then I walked in uh, with my girlfriend only at the time, Lauren, now wife, right? And that is how long ago would that have been? Oh, when, geez, a while ago. When you were the pre- I don't know, but the, the 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 membership drive was always at the Turtle back mm-hmm. then. And yep. so I walked in. I couldn't stay. I signed up, talked to Jared a little bit, and then I left. And the rest is history. My first event was. I, also I eventually at the fell into the freaking nightmare and fun combo that is the, the board, presidency of the PQIP. Pe- <laughs> people that are going to do the work gravitate to that board because yep. you see the yeah. potential yep. and you see what could be, and so you, you naturally get gravitate. You get and in in a board like that, you get so excited so easily. Oh, yeah. All it takes is like you put one event on. And there's one piece of it that just goes off really well. And you're just like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do this again next month. And so it just gets you amped up about that because you see all those people connecting together. You yeah. see you have so much fun. Like, probably the most fun I ever had was when, I don't know if you came to it, Ryan, was when I did the um, the trivia that we did at Olive Ridley's where I was like, for whatever reason, totally reluctantly emceed the trivia night. Yep. That night was so much fun, and so many people had so like such a good time that we received feedback for weeks about how much people loved that something like that. And that was like that was kind of like towards the end of my tenure. That was the first year that um, 
we really like locked down the philanthropic thing. And I was the civic chair. And we actually, for the first time as an organization, that's like my first like big accomplishment on ADKYP. I feel like (laughs) that was so cool. But we partnered with Scott's Rink. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we awesome. actually volunteered it was so several great. times throughout the year and did a lot of shit for them. And then we also raised money throughout the year and gave them a big check. There's a photo with uh, yeah with uh, Diane uh, or um, Dayan or Dalian. Yes. Dalian. Dalian. Yeah, Dalian. God, I'm embarrassed. I messed that up. But Dalian Walter. Oh, uh, giving them a huge check. That was awesome. Well, fun fact: our yeah. our number one. What do you call it? Peak sponsor? What was the top sponsor? Dave. Dave. Well, what did you call Title it? Title sponsor. Title sponsor. There you go. He started ADKYP. Him, Him and Mike Cashman. Yep. Mike Cashman. Yeah. Cashman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why... Uh, that's why he was so excited. Like, he was yeah. very open about, like, yeah. you know, one of the founding members. I think what you guys do is awesome. Blah, I think blah. it's because... I think it's... it. Everybody gets so excited because it's one of those organizations where it's a... It's a part of your life that mm-hmm. you look back on and you get, you're like, that was such a, it was tough, but it was that thing where you like, we all have those moments in our life where you like, you know, you're cutting your teeth. Like, you know, this is like making you a stronger person. And so like 10 years down the road, 15 years down oh, the yeah. road, you like, like for Dave, you know, 12 or 13 years, however it, how long it is now, he looks back on that and he just looks on it so fondly. Like, Oh, I remember when that started. I the remember the struggle still rolling too. I yeah. mean, that's a big thing. It's such, too. it's, it, you know, it's a little bit of pride and it's a little bit of like, I put, I was part of that. And like, there's not a lot of organizations out there where you can look back and be like, if it weren't for me and maybe like one or two other people at that time, this thing wouldn't have existed for another couple of years. It's always been that way. And there's always like one, two, three people. It's always that... been that way. And I think that's why everybody, when they when they talk about ADKYP, you get two things. You get the, oh my God, it was such a struggle. But then you also get the other side of it where it's like, but it was so much fun. Yeah. I loved doing what we did. I wouldn't do it again. You know, you couldn't pay me enough to do it again. But you, so many people are they look back, back on it so fondly. And that's probably why Dave, I mean, there's so many other reasons why. I mean, you are a huge reason why why I'm pointing to Galen, why Dave loves sponsoring this. But I think that too, and you, Meg, too, obviously. Um, but I think that's probably another reason why I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on board with this. It yeah. was a big deal, like trying to get like a succession plan in place mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where the, pre- the, the past president felt excited still showing up periodically or being like an advisor. Yeah. And I remember that was my biggest struggle before I passed the torch was just like, I got to pass this torch to a team, but that, that I know can handle it, which you guys are crushing it way beyond what I could imagine. But, um, I I mean, you probably felt this too. Like, like I don't want to get to a place where once I pass that torch, I'm done forever. Like you wanted to have that continuity at least for a few years, yeah, to show that leadership and support and institutional knowledge. I think that's because the credit I'm, to you guys. I'm passing the knowledge down that you gave me, and you probably passed down the knowledge you got from, you know, the yeah, the like Carrie Mack, and, yeah, yeah, Carrie Tim, Mack, Tim and McCormick, and even, all those even, people. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I think I, I got to give credit to you guys though because 
the pass down of knowledge prior to this, and I can't speak to like the Mike Cashman years, but the pass down of knowledge, I mean, the one thing that's always done really well is like the economic forum. Like that's been a huge thing that ADKYP does. Um, but, but the pass down of knowledge, like almost became spurred out of just, I'm exhausted. I just need someone to take over. And so like, I've got to credit you and, and Hannah provost a little bit too, because I kind of yep. passed down to her. Um, of you went know, Hannah to Chris McClear for a year. Oh, Chris then, did for a year, and yeah. then to me. Yeah, yep. and so, so like it's or we? being able to being able to train that a little bit during was, the pass down yeah. is is huge because for years it was just I'm burnt out. I need someone to take this over, um, and so you, I got to give you guys credit for for doing such a good job. I don't feel that we have that like stress level of it anymore, like. My biggest stress right now is COVID. Like we can't, we can't do anything. Right. Yeah. It's tough. So I don't know. We, last year we had, we had 50 people show up to a pop-up, which was the most people that ever showed up. For a pop-up is insane. Yeah. And then we had, I think we ended last year with right around 60 members. Wow. Yeah. So we were, I mean, we were teed up to, and the 25 technical members I have right now are the people that are like, it's okay, ADKYP, I'll give you my $25. I know you'll come back. You know, we're trying to do membership perks right now and at least like sell that as almost like a gold card like the kids do in high school. But yeah, it's just COVID's been tough because what what does a networking group do? Yeah, I think the lesson that we learned, and maybe it's different year over year, the lesson that we learned with like the membership perks and things like that was the membership perks... Like as a committee, you sat there and you're like, people like, why would anyone ever do this if they don't get something out of it? And then you spent so much time getting exhausted, trying to get all those perks. And then at the end of the day, it was like, people really didn't care about the perks. People were just in it for the networking, but it's very easy to get hung up on a what's in it for me and make sure that you're selling yourself. But I think that that people realize that that ask you know, they'll like send us a message on Facebook or something and ask what we're about and like what you get for $25. It's the networking is really what it comes down to. I never once used my membership card to get one of those perks. And I never have either. Ever. Yeah. Never even I don't use my chamber card I don't use the chamber one either. Ever. Yeah. All the time people are like, did you use your chamber card? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, that gets you 20% off that. I was like, I had no idea. Those gold cards? I never use the gold card. Like, no. The gold cards. There's two. Gr- there's well, two girls that live on my street that are now out of high school, so we don't buy them anymore. But every year they would come up to our door and they'd say, "Hey, we're you know we're we're doing the the PHS cards, and we just it's the twenty bucks." Are I you mean, guys like me? Just, if, if you have a kid that comes up to your door, hustling anything, I give them everything I can possibly give exactly. them. Exactly. I don't think I've ever turned away. I bought a butcher block card for like $150 and never used it. I'm like, if you're going to come up to me as a kid, especially if now now with parents, but if you're going to come up to me as a kid and ask me to buy something and you're coming to my door, knocking on the door and buying it, whatever you like, I mean, kids aren't listening to this, but like I'm the easiest sell in the world. I bought three wreaths from a boy scout once. Yeah. And I I don't even know where he got them from, but I was just like, hell yeah, man, what you're doing right now. That's such a great like, life lesson. What are you lesson? doing? You just want money? Here you go. I don't know. Like, I don't as long care. as you're going up to the door and asking me, the, if you're doing it, because I'm like, that's, I know like that's not easy to do, especially the when balls you put your, it takes to do something you, like, like that. As when a you put kid. your head as like a 12 year old going yeah. up to knocking on an adult, and of course we look at ourselves like we're still kids, but all of a sudden like this little kid, like, this kid thinks you're oh a full grown adult. Yeah, and I'm like, here, buddy, what do you want? 
yeah. just being happy. No, I just, whatever I'm like, it is. I'm like, I'm like, but I, like one of those things I love it. Cause like when I was a kid, I was like, I was scared to death to do that. And when you had the people that were nice to you, you're like, okay. And you got a little confidence and I'm like, good, let's go kid. Let's get the rest of the, like, let's get the yeah. street. Let's go. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's fun. No, I do. I do that every time. It doesn't happen. It doesn't really happen anymore. The last one I did was our old was the street. We used kids. to have quite a bit of that. No, I mean, I, like I say quite a bit. Away but like, from it though, like when I was a kid, I remember in elementary school, I'd get like the little catalog, and I had to go sell like wrapping paper to my neighbors. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just don't do that anymore. We did magazines, like, and we did like candles. Did you guys do the the chocolate candies as yeah. kids. Yep. That was the one that... And then you got... There was like the booklet of like prizes you'd get for yeah. like how many... It's like, why would I get any of these prizes when I could just have this freaking candy? <laughs> <laughs> I used to... We went overnight one time on a trip and it had like the almond one, which is disgusting. And then it had the crunch and then it had the one with the caramel on the inside. Yeah. The caramel was like dope. It was like a dollar a bar. And like... They were so cheap. You went and peddled these things, but everybody... Like the thing is, they did them every year and it was like Girl Scout cookies. So like you had your favorite. Mm-hmm. Like you bring that Samoa here. Come here. Let, let me get. Let me get like six boxes of that. Like, <laughs> but you have like your favorite, like three bucks a box for whatever it is for Girl Scouts cookies now. But like, that was things like you look forward to every year. Like Girl Scout cookies. All of us have our favorite Girl Scout cookies. Like everybody for bought sure. Girl Scout cookies back in the day. Like give me a Samoa or a cold Thin Mint out of the fridge. Like cold or a Thin freezer. Mint right out of the freezer, baby. Yeah, that's like those are like the two. Give me like mm, like those are the two. Don't don't give me like. Get out of here with the shortbread like oh, truffles. Don't, don't touch me with those tagalongs. Like tagalongs. Tagalongs. Don't touch tag- me with those tagalongs. tag-alongs. The one with the peanut butter. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm, I'm Samoa. No, no, I'm Samoa, or I am. Samoa is the, the coconut. The isn't coconut. It? Mm-hmm. Oh, woof. Whoa. What? Whoa. Oh, I hate coconut so much. <laughs> Back up. I mean, we got that, and we got the we got the, fr- we got the freezer Does thin mint. Does also wreck your the, toilet? The one where you got the one where you got like break your teeth. It feels like you're like breaking a bottle with your teeth. That's what. Let's be coconut. let's be real. If they could just pitch thin mints in a freezer. They'd still do unbelievably. That well. might be the greatest of all time. It's just so good. I had a dog that ate an entire sleeve of Thin Mints once. I cried for two days because I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, because I was like 12 years old. And chocolate like for dogs. 13. Yeah, yeah, I had a chocolate lab. My parents think and it's he fake. ate a whole thing of Thin Mints. Really? I think it yeah. is fake. I think it is fake because my other dog ate a bunch of chocolate and never died. No, they're not automatically gonna die, but it's not. It's like well, toxic to them. It's like, little it's dogs. Good. It's like your dogs would well, be screwed. I also think it's the difference between like chocolate, real chocolate, chocolate, and, chocolate, and, chocolate and, like, and like cocoa. Hershey kisses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Shit that's true. like actually ten percent chocolate and mostly sugar and milk, yeah. and yeah. not actually chocolate. They it's can like, do just fine on sugar and milk. Yeah, <laughs> but no joke. I, for two straight days, I was like Aww. just mourning the fact that my dog was going to die. I thought you were going to say that he ate your cookies, but no, he ate a ton of other <laughs> stuff. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> he didn't eat my cookies. All right. Ready to round this up? Why not? Let's just go to midnight. Threat level midnight. Um, <laughs> Threat level let's, let's midnight. Let's order some pizza. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm almost done. Okay, watch out, Miss Gluten. All right. Okay. Miss, Wait, um, let's do that. Pizza. Any, anything else? We, we got, I, I just was going to kind of be respectful of time here. I don't care. I can keep going. It is episode 100. Four hour episode. <laughs> I'm looking at you for you. I have no kids. <laughs> I, I don't have no kids that, yet. I have no wife. I have kids, That's but the I thing. pre-arranged like, for this meeting. I, I'm like, look, I don't think you, you can keep rolling. I'm good. With keep we were rolling. talking about Girl Scout cookies, and you rudely interrupted oh, I, us. We we got through the. I like. I love Samoa. What, what is the What is the longest? No, basically, I insulted you about. Oh, oh, good question. What do you think? I want everybody's vote. What do you think the long? I know what it is without a doubt. What do you think the longest is? Three and a half. Jared Burns, it was like three 
40. We never went over three. Oh, I thought we went over three. You know what's... Who is it? Is it Meg? No. Is it a... Do, I need to, do we need to name who it is or can we just do time? I'm only time. thinking of shitty nicknames. 315. I just need times. 315. Oh, time? Time. Not person, time. If you get the person, that's great. I know exactly who it is and exactly what time. Okay, so it's one person, so that negates a few. I just assumed it was crisscross, but... Okay, so longest podcast ever, which was kind of funny, was... What did you say? Three and, Three and, and a half. half. 3.30. Longest podcast was 3.40. Wow. And it was with Scott Brightwell. Oh, wow. Number like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Scott Brightwell is a fascinating... And fun fun fact, actually, I think I meant, mentioned 340? this. 3.40? 3 hours and 40 minutes. The problem was... What are we at here? We're at 2.40. Oh, let's the, do it, baby. The pro- <laughs> I, I will get... Probably not a good thing. The, 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 three, the 340, what happened was we did it on daylight savings time. I kid you not. We, I wasn't looking at my phone. I usually don't have my phone next to me, so it was at my desk. I'm talking to him. Scott's great. Like he's one of the best conversationalists you've ever ever spoken to. A ton of stories. Very like very fun to talk to. I kept like I look up the clock. You know, not thinking. I looked up probably two hours in. I'm like, oh, God, we're, we're plenty. One of time. hour in, yeah. Two three forty. I thought it was two forty. The clocks went back, and of course, I was looking at this clock. This clock right. is right. At the time, this clock wasn't right. I hadn't turned it back yet. So I kept looking. They had moved the clocks forward or whatever. So I'm looking up. I'm like. Oh, we're at two hours now. Well, we were really at three hours. And, I, and of course, this thing is going off, but I'm not, I usually don't, I, I look at this, but I look at more to make sure it's just going versus, like if I look down like the Ellen Bouchard interview, like it stopped. I had to go through three SD cards because I just kept hitting the full on all yeah. of them. So I very rarely look at how long we've talked during the process. I just look down and like it's still counting up. I'm not really, it's almost like checking the time, but not really checking the time kind of right. deal. Yeah, I get you. So we got to 340 when I thought we were like at 240. And I'm like, okay, we'll go for a few more minutes and end. And all of a sudden we're like, oh crap, it's like 10 o'clock because we did it at night. <laughs> yeah, we started at like 6. We went That's almost crazy. at 10. And we weren't even, I mean, it was just like dark out. We started dark. We just kept going. It was great. And uh, so 340. What did you guys I, talk about for three? I, I listen, didn't listen to it. Is, it is, Should I just listen to it? It's absolutely amazing because Scott is one of those guys. Again, I mentioned this yesterday with Adam. We started talking, and all of a sudden, Scott Brightwell was like, yeah, I was like in Italy. I was doing painting or photography. He's a really good photographer. You would actually really enjoy that. So he's talking about photography, and he's a very, fin- he's a great fin- uh, photographer. And he kind of like starts telling the story, and he brushes over. He goes, yeah, so then I went south, and I went skydiving. I was actually it was a skydiving instructor for a little bit. And then, so then I went up to whatever. And he said that like that quickly. Like it was part of like his like, a quick little aside into another story. I'm like, whoa, 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 skydiving. He's like, oh yeah, I got like 700 jumps. I'm like, Scott, how have I never known you? Like, not just like skydive, like was a skydive like instructor. 700 jumps? Yeah, so he would go down on weekends and skydive. How much does it take to have your instructor license? Is it 100 I th- I, jumps? Well, I was talking to Adam yesterday. He said it, he thinks it's 500 jumps. 500 jumps. So I think Scott was that, and I would have to check. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Would you do think, that? No. Anybody? I've done the, I, I used to be a diehard roller coaster and like extreme. You couldn't you know, pay the, me enough. And and uh, I remember actually Jeff Stitt and I. Roller, great story. roller coaster or skydiving? Great. Both. I, I close my eyes on roller great, coasters. Great story. Uh, <laughs> on a on a on a school walk? on a you school walk? trip. School trip to Cedar Cedar Point. Uh, Cedar. Anyhow, um, two things. Cedar Point at the time had the highest vertical roller coaster. In the entire world. Where was this? 
Cedar Point. Where? In Ohio. Oh. Uh, it's it, it shoots you out up to 120 miles an hour. Just shoots you out straight. You go up, over the top, and then straight down. Not like angled down, but like straight down. And then back. That's the ride. We rode that together. We both loved it. Then we found one of those things. I think Great Great Escape has one of these on a smaller level. But the we found boomerang? One the, where it goes it's a sky coaster. No, 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 no. no. The, the thing, bungee? the bungee thing. Yeah, yeah so the sky you, coaster. That's is what that what that's called? called? I've done so that they like pull, ten times. They pull it. you up in a in a bungee, and then you basically just free fall. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, and nope. Then, and then nope. you swing on the bungee back and nope. forth until it's and done. And someone has to pull the cord, and that's always me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jeff, Don't like that. Jeff. Don't like that. I'm like you. I'm like. I think. No. I think Jeff pulled the cord. So we did a two-man. I mm-hmm. cut the cord. Does that? No, and, sorry. <laughs> it was whoever's and on the right. That was Jeff. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Yeah. So Jeff Stitt and I did this thing together. And that is the closest I've ever felt to skydiving. And it was so much fun. But also so terrifying at the same time. Do you feel like you're actually free falling? Yes. But the, it's not. The it's first, a different feeling than a roller coaster, though. Yes, because you're literally just dropping. You just they just drop in you. Does it feel like you don't have anything on either? Like, yeah, for just, the first the one like, I did for the first like several feet, like feet. you feel like you're just falling. Then the then the slack on the bungee tightens up, and then it pulls you. And then you realize the other and way. Then you're just yeah, on a big swing. Yeah, but, um, but it feels like I didn't have that like drop feeling like you feel on a roller coaster because I feel it when you sit in a roller coaster. Like the machine is like. Pulling, pulling you, you down. it's pulling you faster yes. initially yes when you drop your acceleration is slower mm-hmm. like at first it's kind of like roller coasters like, like pull full it and it's almost like a cartoon like you yeah. feel like a hesitation and then you really start to go mm-hmm. yes and you also you're in like when you do the sky coaster you're almost like in a like a like laying in a duffel bag almost like it's yep. like a vest that goes oh, you go head you. first yeah, kind you, of. you when you pull the thing, you kind of like tilt fall, forward and a then little you bit. eventually tilt forward and you swing. Yeah, it's because uh, nope. the harness is on your back. Gotcha. So when you like finally catch the slack, your face goes first. Mm-hmm. But Whoa. but when you're going to your point, Meg, when you go over a roller coaster, the machine is pulling you at like full speed. At the beginning, it's yeah. not your body. So that going initial to so you know acceleration that, like, gut, like, over tightness that you get when you yeah. go on a roller coaster, you don't. It was feel a little that different. It's coaster. like slow buildup, and that's why I'm excited to someday skydive. But I want to see if it's the same. So I, I build that all up because I feel like for a large portion of my life, I've been the guy that's like, "What's the tallest roller coaster? Like, what's the most intense thing? Like, get me on it." But somebody, if if you ask me to go skydiving tomorrow, I'd probably wimp out. I don't know why. Because it's to a different. Pay me so. Because I feel like there's uh, in my mind I rationalize the fact that there's gonna, some safety. You're gonna die. There's some safety protocol that's been thoroughly checked with all these rides. You have a lot of faith in these rides. I know they're not perfect. The last time I went and did the people sky coaster, lose their the legs that were and like people die, tightening and... the things and doing the the cords oh, and yeah. everything. They would be like, like jokingly. Because I think they pick and choose who they do this to, of course. But they're like, oh, wait, does that go there? <laughs> and they would like make jokes. And then you're already hooked up and they're pulling you back. It's like, yep. oh, too late. Yep. Oh, well. I'd oh. be shitting my pants. And well, you see Jared, those- so you, you, you walk into this box and it's like a little elevator and it, it brings you up to the bungee. And they hook you up 
and then they drop the floor out from underneath you. So you're just So suspended. at some point you're standing and then it goes Oh, whoop, and then you're just and hanging. And then you just fall forward. And then they got to pull you up. Mm-hmm. The yeah. pull, I feel like the pulling up would be the part where I'd be like, nope, very I'm slow. And you watch your shadow go from like normal size to like puny no. to like you can't even no, see it. No. I'm yeah. so out of this conversation. And, anyway. and you know what? The anxiety level that I would be at would, I, I think any cardiologist would be like, this guy's having a heart attack. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's no way this guy's not having a heart attack right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's so funny. I used to, I, I, I would love that stuff. I'd be like, just whatever the tallest, like most intense thing is at the at the amusement park, put me on it. But then most recently I see skydiving. Adam Scarf did it, right? I saw his post. He did it. And uh, I've seen like these intense, like bungee jumping things where mm-hmm. people are just like, I mean, they're. They're swinging like in the. They're doing what we're talking about, Meg. But like they're doing it like (laughs) over in Colorado, three times the height. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. That that really freaks me out. I would definitely bungee jump, but I think yes, skydiving. Adam asked me to go because they had an extra person, and I was like, ah, I'm not prepared for that yet. Like you know what I mean? Like there's a certain level of like. So "Eh." I'll give you. I'll give you some context. I worked on the, when I worked in Boston. I worked on the fourth floor of a building. I had a tough time standing near the window. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it took me about two months to be able to stand. Is that next why you settled in Plattsburgh? Because there's only three-story oh, it's buildings just, here. Just low ground. I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the fourth floor. You're one of the tallest one of the buildings. Tallest in Plattsburgh. buildings in Plattsburgh. <laughs> Sky, skyscraper. Is Keo the tallest? Keo's the tallest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus they're elevated nine feet. I was only on source. the second floor of a high rise. It wasn't worth it. Hmm. Care to explain? Yeah, what are we talking about? No, here? at my, my dorm. Oh, so. I'm picturing her like. Yeah, I'm picturing you standing like outside the window. I got stuck on an all girls floor and I did not pick that either. Tell you what, I stood weird. at the top of the. There was all girls floor. Empire State, State Building one time. That was. What crazy. Dorm? Wilson. I stood at the Empire State Building. I, yeah. I stood, oh, I believe, on the highest building the in France, <laughs> in Paris. I lived in Wilson for a year. Yeah. Anyway, I sorry. I, I went to my freshman orientation in Wilson. I, I was just, I was. My just freshman saying, in orientation was in um, Whiteface. Banks. Mine was in Whiteface. It was horrible. Maybe it was in Wilson. Mine it was, was in Wilson. The back. Wilson's the back by the trees. That's the one that I lived in my freshman year. Yeah. It was. Public school, what? From Catholic school, what? <laughs> We've got four, three Plattsburgh staters and one SLU alumni here. One so we're gonna just we're gonna make him feel really bad. For Augsbury that. Scholar. He doesn't really I got, care. I got almost a hundred grand to go there, so that's I mean, pretty impressive. I, I mean, dang. I didn't get I didn't, anything to go to Plattsburgh State. I'm I, not. I'm not one of those guys that went and paid full price. Like thank we, God, like we stereotypically talk about. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you'd be you'd still be in debt. I don't really remember what I did in college. <laughs> college was a black time in my life. Oh my god! Stop. I loved college. I didn't do anything. I like I was working. You worked. I was like, yeah, I was you were Yeah, I, like, that's what he, he doesn't remember it because he did other things. I not did nothing. He was wild. No, yeah. no, I'm like no, no, no. Like I did nothing in college. I didn't party. I yeah. didn't go to one college party in my life. Like why I was in college? Not even once. No. Oh my gosh! Never, Live never went that. to one college party. I was I was working or coaching the entire time, and then like I was like, "Geez, you ever played beer pong at all?" Or well, <laughs> I never went to a college party on campus. Short answer: No. <laughs> never went to a college party on campus with Plastic State. Well, there's campus no parties kids. on campus. off campus, whatever. Yeah. Like we had like parties from my hometown. I partied down like um, out in the woods in Shazy. 
garages. We're getting ding, 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 ding. Garages and stuff like that. Big bonfires. We played a lot of beer pong back in the day, just not in and around the city of Platte. Sorry, I don't feel that way about Chasey. Sorry. A lot of, lot of wagon wheel on repeat. <laughs> that, uh, a little more Toby Keith back like then. just before that, but yeah, we're getting there. Hey, we're I feel you, there. dude. There Let's was more there. like, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Might have been oh, more, that, the, oh, more of the that speed. That was definitely, yeah, that was yeah. a little, little uh, Kenny Jackson. I, I ain't as good as I once was. It's probably more of the speed of back as then. As good once as Honestly, ever was, Honestly, though, right? like, that was the biggest thing, I think, that like made me sad when I was growing up was that, like, I'm too old to just go like sneak out into the woods with my friends with some beers and. You're never too old to oh, do, I was, that. I do that. Uh, yeah, right you now. are. <laughs> it's just, it's just you're, you're just not sneaking out anymore. Part you're just going you, with your friends. Like, no, that was part of the fun. If you guys text me and said you want to go drink beers in the woods, I'd be like, can I be there by ten? <laughs> like I'm, like I'm kind of in. Like let's go do it. <laughs> Right, I can't wait till you have a kid because we're literally gonna be three dads being like, "Do you guys like just want to like come to the garage and like have a beer?" Yeah, seriously. Like, when the kids go to bed, like nine thirty. This is a great segue. This is exactly why we need a golf simulator downstairs. Chill room. We're, we're downstairs. We're, we're, I have my garage. We can put it in my garage. We're, we're working on that or here. I don't care where it is. I don't care where it is. Working, I need a place to go we're, we're and play some golf. I may or may not have there's already ice and snow on the ground. a net and a turf mat and they're on order. I already have the nets in my garage. But an actual simulator we've talked about. We're working. Yes. We got to look ahead and do some research. The nice, the real nice simulator that we want. 7500 bucks. Except... So we're kind of like, do we just do a pool of people? We've got three already committed. That's two. We got three, three grand committed. Oh, three grand, yes. Um, but I think if we can, we can get to the point. We need forty five hundred dollars more. The three people, I'm like, we're doing much better than I thought we were. Um, but weeds will buy in. Get get yeah. like a sim, get like a simulator. We were gonna do like our friends, but then we're kind of like whoever's got money. <laughs> I don't think we're in. Like, so, but the whole thing is that if we can do something. And this, and we're talking like a legit, like legit. This is legit. This simulator. is like tracking like, everything. Like, like all my hooks to, and slices. You are, go to a bar, and it's not as nice as this simulator. This is, is better, like solid, like Pebble Beach. We're we're gonna go like play we're Pebble do, Beach. We're tonight. looking up some stuff that yeah, it's like hey, you want to go play yeah, eighteen holes at Pebble Beach, and it's one where like it's like a trackman, but tracks every single part of your shot, and then puts it on a big screen. So it's like oh, by the way, big like, projection. You hook it like you hit in the left rough. Like it's actually accurate. Yeah. So. That's the problem with mine right now is it's a a club tracker, Mm -hmm. not a ball tracker. Right. This is a ball tracker. So, so yeah, the ball trackers are the best ones because like for me, I could be in my garage and I come in and it gives me all the feedback on my swing speed, the angle of attack, like all that stuff outside, open club face, closed club face. And it will like estimate the ball spin and the distance and everything. But if I legit swing two swings in a row one's perfect and then one is like a half inch too high but it's the same exact attack and club and i top it in real life it'll think i just pured it drilled it yeah, yeah. so this would be i you believe see what i'm saying because yeah. it's not taking this into account one reads, the ball this either. one reads both i think it yeah. reads the club and the ball so this is a total aside i watched yesterday a highlight we've lost meg <laughs> Of Justin Thomas, did you see Justin Thomas? We're back again. Did we see Justin? We're back to golf. Did we see Justin Thomas's golf? This is cart the Galen Trombley show with Jared and Ryan and Megan occasionally. We should have a golf podcast. We've talked about this. Remember, oh, we I talked will about not cart. No, 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 no,
from the fairway. So we need to talk about Tiger's putting green so, at some point. Okay. So the the whole thing is, it, I've already got I've already got the four that would talk about this. The three of us, and we love Meg, but she's not going to be part she of this group. Doesn't want anything is, to do with it. Listen, us. listen, listen. Okay, hold on. Listen, Linda. Back in my day when Linda, I worked Linda, at Hobie's. Linda. No, no, Linda. No, Linda. Listen, Linda. When I worked at Hobie's, I knew everything about everybody and every team and every stat and every coach and every player and every everything. I had a fantasy team and, and all. <laughs> so the potential is there. I just don't care these days. Okay. So um, Alec Adnaha. Yeah. We talked two hours about golf. Wow. And, and knowledgeable and like, like he's a good stick it. too. He into knows it. what he's talking about. Great so stick. if we get the three of us, we get Alec in here. We talk like once a month. We do a golf podcast. Done. I would we love do. That. We do like a major like interview. Like and yeah. What if we gonna, did? What if we did like a live watch? Masters live watch two weeks. Uh oh. This is a good idea. <laughs> I'm not yeah. kidding. This is a really good idea. And we just hook Sunday up. Sunday of the Masters. Yeah, Sunday of the Masters, we do a live watch. What is if, there a way that we can watch it in here? Yeah, what if in, TV? in another five-year yeah, goal is that we're, we're calling? <laughs> in your you okay? <laughs> in in another, another five-year goal is, is they're, they're now calling you El Presidente because we've got our own like barstool competing. We've, we've talked that's, about That's what I want for the tournament in time. We've, we've talked about this. Network. Like our own... So, our own Hell yeah. But I think if we... I'll just keep DMing li- Dave and ask him to cover A live it. watch. <laughs> a live watch? Why not? That's how Barstool Because I've, 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 yeah. I've already told Gene, like, I am out for the, like, ma- I'm useless this for the Masters? Sundays of Masters. I'm useless. I will, I've just watched golf the whole day. I have for years, so it's, it's not like the, a new thing. It's what? It's two weeks before Thanksgiving? It's two weeks from today, uh, this weekend. So it's two weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. Or yes, dude. yes. Two, yeah. Live watch. Let's do it. Do a Sunday? Yeah, you got to do Sunday. Well, no, Sunday no, no, would no, be, no, be the day. The sun, would be the sun, you have to do Sunday. Sunday, do Sunday would be the day that people would actually give a shit about. Yeah. So we do a live watch. Hopefully Thursday, Friday, comes. Saturday is there's too Hopefully many. Hopefully you're wrong, yeah. and and Bryson isn't ahead by seven. But strokes. then we just talk like this. So you, the four, the three of us, and we get Alec. Yeah, absolutely. We need a TV. I this might happen. No, this is happening. Let me work logistically, basically meaning like check. Check with Gina. Gina Check with the boss. Schedule. I should probably do the same thing. Because I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I know we're like talking a bit here. Like, yo, this is done. We're all and a then, few beers deep. We've been into like, this podcast for two and a half hours. We're like eight hours. The mass, eight, this, that would be the longest Within podcast. six hours of this moment, we, we're all no, going to be like, I'm start, out. No, it would be pretty close. We would start off at the two, like the, like we're at the one thirty tea time, two, yeah. two o'clock tea time. When they leave, yeah, we don't have kinda... to start off like with the the golf channel coverage. No, we'll start off like right before the leaders tee off, the last four or five groups, and then we'll just go till it finishes. So yeah, hell it'll yeah. be about four and a half hours. We could do it, dude. I'm so down. And we'd watch. We... Let's coordinate that, but I think it could happen. Yeah, I think it could happen um, here. I can tra- I can travel with this stuff, but we'd have to figure out the TV situation. I could get my. Uh... We would have to have like a TV like right here. We'd have to have like some roll Somewhere. away. Can you yeah. just set it up in the conference room? We could do it in the conference room, but I don't know if that TV would be well enough to broadcast like an actual, like the quality we want to watch it on. I have, I got so a I 720 have... uh, TV that's a uh, 50 inch, 55 inch. Can it travel? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not in use right now. Yeah. We just got to figure out a way to like set it up on something where it's not going to fall over. Well, we have a, someone that has two weeks to get building. 
I mean, I, I, I hope you weren't talking to me. I, I may just buy a fucking wall mount and <laughs> mount it in. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, Dude, that's okay. Awesome. I, I, we do got to wrap, wrap this up. Um, partly because I got to the bathroom. So, so yeah, bad. me too. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you, folks. Episode 100, bigger, better than ever. We might have just picked up a golf podcast. We might have started this. I think we could once a week, once oh, yeah. a month, once a month. I mean. Once a month. Well, it could be once. Once be, a month. It could be once, once a month. Definitely de- before the majors. Definitely mid- before the players. Well, definitely, definitely once before. a week during yeah. season. Maybe. Yeah, maybe season once, once a week easily. Leading up, but definitely before the big tournaments. Plus, next year's gonna be such a big year. We could do this. Yeah. I think the three of us, and we get Alec. I think Alec would be. I think Alec in. would love it. He he was. I talked to him the other day. We talked for two hours about golf. Oh, and so, he's in so. like anything I said. He was like boom, 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 boom. Like he was there. He knows this, he knows this stuff. He's not like a casual golf fan. He's mm-hmm. like, he, he golfs. He doesn't go golfing. As he, as go golfing. As Meg takes a nice big swig of her shoot a <laughs> like, shoot a score. These boys. All right. Okay, that's it. Episode uh almost three hours by the way, folks. Wow. I'm and by the time I add in all the intros and stuff like that, we probably would be right about three hours. So um, that's it. Episode 100. Thank you, um, Ryan, Jared, Meg. Longtime friends of the show. Um, check Ryan out. Stories of gumption. Yep. Hickok and Boardman Insurance. Nobody's listening. Jared Burns. There's no way anybody's made it this far, but it's called the Rundown Podcast, and it's all about finance, baby. And if can you tell me where to find that? Because I got to... <laughs> I really don't know. What We're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, are you? That's right. Really? Yeah. We get download. Anything, Meg? Um, my Instagram is WeedonMH. <laughs> I don't have a podcast. <laughs> is it? Is it a private Instagram? Yes. Okay, so you got to be accepted, but you can give her a follow. Like people can just like go on and follow it. At Galen Trombley is public. You can follow that. I don't. True. Fun fact. Just doesn't care. All right. That's it. Episode 100. We'll be back next week with 101. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.